juicy bits. All right. So I think nice. we can get started, right? We're all ready to go. I think so. How's, how's everybody sound? We good? Yeah, everybody sounds good. Okay, cool. All Feeling right, good. Things up to combat. This is the Advanced After Combat Podcast. This is a podcast brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest that's selected by the Oracle uh, and a complicated algorithm uh, from our BGG Guild every month. And this month, the guest that's selected is Pete G or P Gade. However, he would rather be what name we use to keep his identity. Yeah, be secret. careful. Uh, yeah, welcome. that's right. Welcome that's back. Right. My uh, candidacy for Seattle mayor is uh, in jeopardy. Or actually, oh, I, I think this is going to no, bump me yeah. up a few points. I, I think you're good. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think they're vulnerable right <laughs> now. Be all right. Hey, was yeah. that shooting anywhere near you? That that Seattle shooting that happened? The crazy uh, I have to ask you which one. There, there was one where like eight people were shot, like out on the street. Like there was, it was some big shooting. Yeah, that was that was right downtown. Uh, that was right in the. Uh, like little mall district there. That's where Nike Town is and Cheesecake Factory and the movie theater. So we had that one. And then yesterday, um, just a few miles north of me is North Seattle Community College. And there was a shooting up there as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Groovy. Good time to be mayor of Seattle, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a cool seat to be sitting in right now. So, nice and so comfortable. This is a podcast about uh, wargaming in general. And basically, this time, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, because uh, Jason loves loves top 10 lists. Uh, I, was thinking, decided, I was thinking about that earlier. Like, it, it, well, I, I've noticed this trend <laughs> where first we hated them, and then now it became popular to hate them. So just to be that's contrary, right. we're now going to do one because <laughs> it's very cool now for people to say that they can't stand top 10 lists. So that's we're going to do a top 10 list. So. Uh, we brought Pete on, and we're going to do a top 10 list of all-time war games. All-time, maybe. Fuck 2019. All-time. And, and the uh, the twist on it is going to be that we have shots, and when somebody names a game that you have on your list, then you have to then pour a shot and drink it. So Call overlap. Overlap. Now, my initial idea was that we would just do one every time we named a game, and uh, we might die. <laughs> Pete, might Pete, Pete was worried we might die. Um, so, yeah, so I've got a bottle of Jameson uh, Caskmates uh, whiskey that I'm going to be taking shots of. Uh, what, are you guys, what are you guys packing? Wild Turkey 101, baby. Might as well go high proof. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's got a little burn. I'm uh, rocking the uh, Schlatterer Obstwasser, so it's a uh, German apple and pear schnapps. Oh, I knew the schnapps. Wow. I thought about doing schnapps because wow. I was like, that would be fun. Classy, I like it. Like I'm, I'm looking at all the Irish shots when I'm at the grocery store. I'm like, oh, like oh, that's gonna. And then you look at the German ones, and they make you all warm and fuzzy <laughs> and like nice. Yeah, that's it's it's the one time where we get cuddly. Yeah, the Germans have figured this stuff out as far as uh, the hard alcohol, the, the, the heavy drinking, and the the overlap counts for series as well as games. Right, we're only doing that's games right. on our list, but but overlap. Right. So so if, if 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 we're gonna name a series, you have to name a specific game in that series that would be on your top ten. Um, 
And but yeah, if you if you name a series that someone else has, that is also something you would call an overlap for. So, so we so made predictions how excited. much overlap we thought we might have with yeah, each other. I don't know if we want to. <laughs> I don't know if we want to share that with people, but let's just say that yeah, there was could. some texting on on the topic. J Jason, so what overlaps do you think you're going to have? Uh, I think I Dave, mean just num numbers. Yeah, number I think one. Dave and I have. I think. Three, I think is what I said, maybe three or four. And Pete and I have at least one, but probably two. Yeah, I think Pete and I are going to have at least, we're going to have two. And I actually think Jason and I, we might have only two. So we'll see. I'm calling three with Dave and two with Jason. All right, so that's where our over-unders kind of are on the two or three mark. So uh, we 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 normally had a policy where we didn't want to encourage like iTunes reviews and stuff like that. And I'm not saying we're going to encourage them, but I I, I would say that there's been some annoying posts recently by people that um, I I just want to make it clear that like we might not be the number one wargaming podcast or anything like that, and I'm pretty sure we aren't. So I don't know why I'm saying we might not be, but <laughs> we're definitely the number one drunk wargaming podcast. Yes. <laughs> And so um, we're having a competition uh, for best reviews, and I wanted to read a couple of reviews that have recently been put up. Uh, oh, this is exciting. So the first one um, says, titled, Why are the episodes only two and a half hours long? The hosts, Doug and Jacob, <laughs> clearly know, <laughs> clearly know their bless. adult beverages. I've also learned so much about ballet and how to deal meth and simultaneously be a realtor. With work, could be one of the best Eurogame podcasts ever. <laughs> At least there is no eBay quiz. Oh, like, Brilliant. it's great because they throw shade at Rally in the Valley at the same time as they're mocking us. <laughs> so good. Oh, thank the you. Second, the second one is, and they do this because they know this fucking question annoys the shit out of me. There's a podcast, is the title. Question mark, like, there's a podcast? Ah, uh, okay. It's a, the, it's a, it's the, a classic. The, the reviewer says, question, think back. What are your top five favorite or memorable, spelling memorable wrong, this is why rocket ships don't make it to fucking Mars, uh, or forgetful, as the case may be, episodes. Use whatever criteria you want. Okay, great review. <laughs> that, that was the review? Cool. Then there's one from Uncle John. Uh, who we know there's a podcast again trying to fuck with me on that this isn't the podcast you're looking for trust me move along the eight-hour episode retelling the star wars saga in klingon showed the host's clear lack of understanding of neutronian physics hard pass can't wait for the next one <laughs> <laughs> thank you uncle that's, oh that's brilliant then i'll go back to a blast from the past this is from a guy who I think is actually in our guild now. And this is actually a real pot, a real review he gave us. Uh, where he, <laughs> he, gave us, he gave us five stars in 2014. And, and the, the title is, It's Okay. <laughs> Three dots. <laughs> and then he says, he says, the podcast is a bit more boring now. Dot, dot, dot. I miss Marshall. But the remaining guys are trying, I guess. <laughs> Oh, so sweet. Five stars. Hey, Ralph, it's thanks okay. for the review. Yeah. No, God this bless. Guy, it's, it's not Ralph, but this guy is actually, I recently joined the, the, the guild, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I thought we fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> it did hurt my feelings at the time when that review was posted, but. 
I remember we we wept about it. I'm over now, but that was so long ago. Yeah, jeez, I mean, six years, guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here, here's here's another good one. I'll end it with this one, and I'll we'll do some more. But like, if you guys put them on, we'll we'll definitely do it. But hours and hours of scripted brilliance. What it lacks in technical polish, it makes for uh, foreign volume. <laughs> <laughs> not for pearl, not for pearl clutching, clucking hens, or humorless martinets. Martinets is definitely a guy. That's you can tell. There's a guy who plays American Civil War <laughs> war games. Uh, recommended for insomniacs, the underemployed, gambling addicts, obsessive compulsives, fans of fine pens, and those recently fallen off the wagon. Nice. So, yeah, I and, appreciate and, that one. And one out of one listeners found that review helpful. <laughs> <laughs> we found our target demographic. Oh, man. Yeah, so there you go. So keep them coming in. That's pretty funny. So, That's good stuff. Yeah, it's very entertaining. And that, please don't do real reviews. They'll hurt my feelings. Just keep, keep up with the comedy reviews. <laughs> just, just, just bring the inside jokes. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll, let's do a quick Christmas recap. So, uh, Jason, do you have any Christmas adventures? Um, Jesus, that was so long ago. Um, everyone was sick. Um, and that's about it. We didn't spend a ton of money. We got out of a lot of our obligations because everyone was sick, and uh, I got really drunk on Christmas. Though. But you cooked, right? You were going to cook. And- oh yeah, I cooked. Well, I didn't cook as much because right. no one came over. But so it was just your immediate family. Um, e- yeah, and we didn't even have my kids on Christmas Day, so we went. I think we went and saw Star Wars or something. I started yes. drinking gin at ten. Yeah, I started drinking nice. gin at 10 because my mother-in-law showed up with mm-hmm. bags at, at 7.45 in the morning, <laughs> on Christmas morning. She started at 7.46. Yeah, well, the, the year before, she was there at 7. So uh, at some point, we're still in our pajamas Christmas Day, and I'm like, when is your mom coming? Because your mom's going to sleep over because she's from Oceanside, Monica's mom. So I'm like, she's like, I don't know. She didn't text me. I'm like... What the fuck? Like, you have to know when she's coming. Like, I want to know when she's going to be here because what if she leaves at six in the morning? Like, she'll literally show up, right? And so, literally. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. Um, so, we're trying to be better. So, uh, so yeah, it was like 745 or whatever, and she was there with her suitcase. It's just unbelievable. And so, then the day just starts with her staring <laughs> and judging. The stink eye. Yeah. So uh, then there was a great thing where, so I basically had my mom over, I had my uh, sister over with her family. So my mom, I had told, hey, you need to bring appetizers because my mom otherwise will bring stuff that needs to be cooked. Like, so she'll be like coming in and taking over the kitchen and like trying to put stuff in the oven, pulling Monica's stuff out, trying to put her stuff in. So I just said, bring like meat and cheese. Like on Thanksgiving, you had these great meat and cheese platters. Let's do that. So she's like, all right. So. Uh, she shows up with, so I'm like, all right, like, let's get the appetizers out. And she's like, no, you told me to bring desserts. I'm like, did not do that. Nope. <laughs> did, did not do that. I said, I can embarrass you with emails if you'd like, if we really want to get into a big argument, because I have my phone right here and I will go through and pull up the emails. So instead, my mom, because she thought she was bringing desserts, brought a giant pie pan with half of a Costco apple pie oh, and half, half of a Costco pecan pie all crammed in to one dish so like <laughs> so it's like 
did you, uh, is this something you found or you got from another party or did you guys buy these pies and eat them and like bring half? I literally, literally, I, I, I want to do, take it and just throw it into mm-hmm. the garbage. Like when she gave it to me, cause my wife had like baked pies. Yeah. And, and that Costco pecan pie is gross. Well, that, yeah, it's a cost, none of the grocery yeah. store, no grocery yeah. store bakeries, none of those places are any good. There's no and love. So then she'll sit there while my wife's making the meal, and she'll be like bragging, "Oh, I'm such a great baker! Everyone always raves about all the baking I do." And my wife's like, "Yeah, but we're getting like the Costco shit. <laughs> Why didn't you do that for us?" So then my sister was supposed to bring wine and beer, so that was the deal. She bring the she'd bring the wine and the beer, and. She shows up, and my brother-in-law, he knows beer. Like, he, he brews his own beer. They brought a uh, four-pack of Guinness. Four-pack. I was questioning whether the two-pack was available, like, or the three-pack. Like, nope, they went all, all in for the four-pack. They brought a bottle of uh, Chardonnay that was so disgusting. Oh, man. Afterwards, I took a glass, of poured a glass of it later that night, and I literally spit it out. Literally spit it out and had to pour it into the sink. We had to dump oh, the entire bottle. Man. Into the sink. It was like a six dollar bottle of Chardonnay. And the capper, the uh they brought a bottle of Menage a Trois Midnight Silk. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. Classic. Keeping it classy, yeah. So so we had bottles of like decoy, like we had, we we're running like twenty, twenty-five dollar bottles mm-hmm. Do you think they drink what they want? Oh no. My mom, mom's boyfriend, and my brother-in-law are like pounding like our twenty-five dollar wine, and, and finally Monica's like, "No!" She takes it away from her and she opens up their midnight soak, and she's like, "This is you. You drink this garbage." Yeah, bring the shit you you brought. Like, don't leave us with this thing of midnight soak. Ugh, like just Yuck. midnight soak. You know yeah. that's gonna be bad. It sounds like it's fortified. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was. I had a four-pack of Guinness. That's classic. Yeah, I didn't know it came in a four-pack. I'd like Boddington's four pack. Right, right. Guinness? Yeah. I didn't know. Didn't know. Maybe he drank two on the way over. <laughs> Pete, Pete, what'd you do? Oh, oh, and one more thing. My my plan for uh, having my wife wrap up my pre-orders to surprise me on Christmas worked perfectly. I got you got everything games. you wanted. I did. I was genuinely surprised when I opened them up. I did not even remember. Like, I one was the next tour supplement. So I knew I had ordered that one, and the other one, uh, trying to think what it was, but whatever it was, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I really wanted this. That's great. So, <laughs> How'd you know? Yeah, I was. I totally forgot ordering it. So, Pete, what'd you do? It was the uh, Christmas of the Negroni at my house. Oh, very nice. I yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm on board. I. I got proper direction from you jason and john and b mode on uh, which which <clears throat> vermouth to purchase and uh good direction on the gin and i hit it pretty hard it was good um the the big highlight though i think was when we went up to canada to catch a hockey game and for the very first time legally my daughter purchased me an IPA and brought it up in my seat. Was this to make up for the UCLA uh, Washington tuition? State game? No, the Washington State UCLA <laughs> game football game. She'd have to work a lot harder on that tuition part. Oh god, That's right. I don't that think you remember beers. 
Oh, There's going to be a lot of ass wiping, late late life ass wiping to make up for that tuition. <laughs> you remember who put you through. Yeah. Like away from the taint, always away from the taint. So, uh, Damn it. so Damn oh, it. I, I remember it. I got cataphract. That was my game. Oh, nice. Cataphract. Oh, wow. Yeah. And medieval battle line, which is like, might I buy that? Why did I get that game? <laughs> It happens sometimes. It's like a, it's basically like a card game. It's a Euro it's, game, yeah. Well, it's like Pinochle or something. Like it's right. weird. It's just yeah. cards. So it's yeah. fun. I'm sure. I, I like Battleline. Did you? Have you played it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never played it before, but I thought, oh, it's medieval. That looks cool. It's yeah. right in our It's a Euro game. Yeah, it's like I need like flushes and right, exactly. And yeah, just right. So next, they're going to come out with uh, Space Empires Battleline, and you can get oh, that very too. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a great system. You just keep all the cards yep. and just change just all the Just put a different art. picture. Yeah. That's right. That's, yeah. A, that's yeah. how good games work. Yeah, I got suckered in. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I, I watched 1917. Has anybody here watched 1917? I have not. Junior and I went uh, a week ago. Okay, so uh, I would say spoiler alert, but there's no spoilers. <laughs> For this movie, so well, there there is one. What's there's a spoiler one for sure? Here. All right, I'm not going to drop it, but there's a spoiler. Okay, so so basically, here's the premise of the movie is basically obviously it's it's World War One, 1917. Uh, this guy is told, "Hey, um, you're this one regiment is going to make an attack, and it's we need to cancel it because we found out that the Germans are like complete, and the 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 good guys are the Brits. Um, the Germans have." basically establish this super deep strategy and they're going to basically try to ambush and they're trying to trick us into attacking so we need to cancel this attack order and the, all the lines have been cut so we need to send a, a messenger over there so you need to pick one other guy uh, to go over there with this message to basically these orders to call off the attack and to add uh, some energy to it uh, the guy who's assigned this mission his brother is like an officer in the the regiment that's going to have to do the attack so he's basically hanging out and uh with his buddy and so they come and give him this order so he's like pick one more guy he's like yeah you you're going with me and his buddy's like what the fuck? why are you picking me <laughs> like, he doesn't want to really go um so then they go on this kind of like expedition through belgium i guess it's belgium or france uh it's almost like a, a lame version of saving private ryan where like they're just going through this beautiful countryside at some point through cherry blossoms and wandering around. And there's this point where his buddy's like initially like, hey, uh, maybe we should wait till nighttime where it'll be safer. And he's like, no, 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 we need to go now because time is of the essence. Then you watch them wander around. Like they, they go into these bunkers and they're like checking out cans and boxes. And like, you're like, I thought that time was of the essence. Like these guys are just like wandering around France um traveling at some point uh an airplane crashes and the idiot who's the whole reason we're doing the mission uh decides spoiler to be nice, alert decides to be nice to the pilot and guess what guess what happens i'm not going to tell you but you can guess so then his buddy continues on with the mission <laughs> <laughs> uh he runs around in the city he floats down a river 
never swims to either side, just seems to want to ride down the river until he finds a great area we can get on the river where there's like a thousand dead bodies floating. So we get to watch him climb over these dead bodies to get out of the uh, river. Uh, the big selling point, Pete, on the movie is what? That it's got this one single shot that it does? Isn't that the whole thing? That it's like one continuous shot throughout the entire movie? Yeah, you could argue that it's two, actually. But yeah, and, and, one and shot, it, effectively. And, it, and it's not one shot because there's moments where they go behind a piece of terrain. And you know, obviously, that they're stopping and they're just continuing. Mm-hmm. It. But it's yeah, they're just doing match cuts. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and they'll do a the pan viewer. up to the sky and... I have to admit that that I was, as a guy who got his start in TV and had been an editor, it's I impressive was watching very closely. Like, oh, that's where they did. It. Oh, that, oh, good, nice. Oh, that one was a little cheesy and easy. Oh, another nice one. No, you know, it, it got a little it, distracting for me. And from the a guy, technical standpoint, the guy wants to. It basically was a guy who wanted to make a movie where he had one single shot, and that was it. And he, it was a World War One thing, and. Maybe his his grand grandfather told him a bunch of stories about World War One, and he stitched them all together. But God, like you know, almost nothing about these guys. You don't like it's it's like Saving Private Ryan without any of the emotion or character building. Uh, like at some point, the guy just doesn't even have his rifle anymore, and he's just running around out there. It was just ridiculous. Like there there was a scene where. He's finally at the end where he finds the regiment. He just stumbles upon this fucking regiment, right? So, uh, and they're like, oh, that's us. And he's like, oh, I have orders to keep you guys from attacking. So he wanders around. Uh, and of course, they just let this guy just wander all over their perimeter. Like, no one stops him really. He's just running through all the positions. And uh, at some point, someone says, no, you're going to have to get up out of He decides he's going to have to get up out of the trenches because if he's going to make good time to get to where the command post is, He's going to have to run across no man's land, which is like this really, they're like, you're crazy. Don't go up there. So he gets up there. He climbs up out of the trench. He's basically in no man's land with the, the Germans there. And he starts just walking. And they're like, the attack is imminent. Like they're about to blow the whistle to go out of the trenches. And he's like walking. Well, and you're like, run, dude. Like <laughs> you just went this whole way. You've only got to go 100 more yards. And, uh, the attack starts, of course, they blow the whistle, and then he decides to start. it's just I thought the fucking movie was super annoying. Uh, Pete, did you like it? What would you give it? Yeah, it was on a lot of top lists for the year. Oh, I think it's way overplayed. I thought I I didn't get any kind of also like you think of a World War One movie like trenches and mud. This is nineteen seventeen. Like these troops have been out there for like years now. I mean, there is no the the way this movie portrays the World War One is like over in this area there's one regiment dug in and then like t- ten miles over to the left there's another regiment there was like pretty much a continuous line like you could not just wander around in, in the pastures and cherry blossom woods everything was pretty much pounded to shit in the front line from all the artillery yeah that was one thing that that caught my eye as well because if if I remember right the timing of this is when the Germans fell back to create the Hindenburg line and familiar to anybody who's played Paths of Glory, you just step back and you can basically concentrate your troops and it allowed the Germans to get a good dozen or so extra divisions up on the line and get prepared for Friedensturm the next year. Um, but yeah, you know, I had a hard time visualizing, okay, so the Germans basically abandoned the salient and 
why is it so verdant in some places? That's right. It was like uh, meadows. Yeah, it was, and I was farms. like, yeah, a little, little odd. You There's know, a bucket even, of milk. <laughs> they're drinking yeah. milk. Yeah. So that that threw me. And the other the other thought that kept going through my head was Frodo and Samwise. Frodo and Samwise. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> did Did you get that feeling too? There's some shots where I'm like, oh, they're on their way to Mordor. Well, also the views of all the terrain was like Jurassic Park. I'm like, is this like are we in like it's almost like a Hawaii panorama? Like he was so in love with the terrain and the shots of scenes. That's like, the truth. Yeah. You know that I was yeah. like. Uh, yeah. So the, another weird thing is, so basically they run across the, tr like when they're first getting out, they're like, yeah, you got to figure out how to get to this certain area so you can cross to the enemy. And, and the British are like, don't go over there because the, they're still there. And he's like, well, we've been told they've abandoned their trenches. So they're like, well, good luck. So they run out there. And that's the only time you actually see them climbing over like kind of no man's land type terrain with barbed wire and everything. And so they get yeah. to an area where they go through these bunkers and whatever. They're dicking around in the bunkers and they end up triggering a booby trap because, of course, they should just fucking keep going because it, it's so important. And they get to a part where, like, the Germans have all these artillery pieces and the Germans have, like, blown up their own artillery. Do you remember that where they, they blew yeah, up the muzzle? Yeah, they muscle? spiked they, all their stuff. I'm yeah. like, why would yeah. they do that? Like, they would clearly withdraw their artillery. Like, why the fuck would they blow up all of their fucking guns? Who knows? Yeah, Makes so we want to read up on on that withdrawal and how the Germans pulled that off because, if, like I said, I, if if I remember right, this is based on the fallback to the Hindenburg Line. Yeah, so basically, it's I don't think it's a World War One movie as much as it's it's a it's a uh, wandering adventure across the the French countryside with a backdrop of it's happening <clears> in 1917. So <throat> they encounter different people. I mean, it's not like an Apocalypse Now type type adventure you know where you there's some actual characters that they run into it's all pretty much a drag i thought everything <laughs> was very random and nice like pete what was your favorite scene Is uh, it i really i, mean, I, I think I, the one the one favorite scene and it's not even a full scene it was one shot it was where they see the German plane going down and they're like, oh, shit, look at that. And they're just, you know, marveling at the the finale of a dogfight. Right. And the German plane dips down below that hill and then <laughs> comes back up over the rise and starts the, the going CGI? right towards that barn where they are. Are you talking yeah, about that the was CGI awesome. plane? I thought okay. that, yeah, the, the CGI. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. That was that was a good little little shot there. Um, but you know, in terms of like one scene or one stretch, um, I would pick that kind of quasi sniper battle that, uh, the guy had as he was crossing that canal. Oh, the bridge. Uh, he was trying to walk the, across the bridge. Yeah. And that one German, I guess, I guess he was a sniper, um, uh, up in that building. That was, that was a cool scene. I, I like that if one. If you've seen British troops, man, they looked great. These Brits were like 2020 fully fed Cheerios. Like, like these guys got Guardian their special. Healthy. Oh, they looked great. They looked awesome. Straight everybody, teeth. everybody was like <laughs> the, the, all the British regiments, all the troops were great shape, big, healthy, not dirty. Uh, there was another funny thing where they, they basically had this trench. And so it's a gigantic open field. And then on the other side of the trenches where the, Ger the Germans are. So they've got artillery. So they are shelling the shit out of the, the, the uh, British trenches. So then the British have like these uh, hospital tents that they take the guys back to. The tents are like 
the, the guys are it, it's like 400 yards behind their trenches up above where it's out in the open and like apparently the germans don't shell anything like they're only shelling trenches they're not gonna like there was no idea i mean maybe there's some gigantic terrain feature that well if you took the bodies out of those uh tents that they had you could host a wedding reception there it was it was kind of nice (laughs) didn't you think about it i mean like well, that's exactly what I was thinking. They're I'm right like, behind the trench. This is way too verdant. There, there's no the, way it'd be this green. Their whole their whole campsite is like literally a football field behind their trenches, out in the open. Like, why aren't they shelling that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. There's plenty. There are plenty of moments like that. So yeah, plenty don't don't. Uh, I don't recommend it. Like I, I recommended watching it how I watched it, which is on plex <laughs> sure yeah, that's fair <laughs> so, like, my investment was very low <laughs> that's why we way, don't accept review copies right we can I, give I, I like dunkirk better but i saw dunkirk at a main like an ipac theater so i may have been drunk uh my wife actually preferred this to dunkirk but i disagree i think i, I thought this was there was nothing Oh, right. Dunkirk was just so well done with the three different timelines. And yeah, I thought it was to the building scary. sense of tension throughout. You know, despite that yeah. you're you're doing the timeline jumps. Oh, it was that was solid. That was yeah. a great movie. Taut. Any any other movies? Yes. Shot caller. Anybody watch Shot caller? That's a good one too. But it's not no. related. Shot caller from Jamie Lannister stars hmm. in it as a oh, Pecker, very nice. Peckerwood in the California penitentiary system. Aryan Brotherhood what? stuff. I haven't even heard of that. It's on Plex also, so check it out. Shot caller. So uh, nice. books. I have a book real quick. It's called Another River, Another Town. Uh, my dad got it for me for Christmas because my grandfather was a uh, tank driver in the 3rd Armored Division in, uh, in uh, France. He, he fought in Italy and then was lucky enough to also then get sent to France to, to fight around the Battle of the Bulge in the 3rd Armored Division. And so Another River, Another Town is interesting. Um, it's written by a guy. It's it's kind of a casual book. It's not very, it's not like a literary, literary masterpiece, but it's the big guy was basically like 19 years old or 18 years old, and he was a gunner in a Sherman tank. And it just is crazy how he gets thrown into uh, the 3rd Armored Division after the Battle of the Bulge. And it's like the Germans, like half the Germans are trying to surrender to the GIs all the time. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we don't have time for you. The Germans are like, no, comrade. They're like, get away from us. Like, go away. Like, they're not even accepting prisoners at that point. So, uh, but then they, they I guess it, it follows his battles as he fights through uh, a bunch of different uh, conflicts as they're trying to fight their way into Germany. The, the really interesting thing for me is, I don't know if he even realized it, but the, the guy was assigned at some point he mentions he's assigned a new tank an upgraded tank this is like a heavily armored he doesn't realize he's being assigned the super pershing which is only two of them were built only one of them was ever assigned uh to europe the western theater and he is the gunner of that tank and he doesn't realize that because there's that super pershing then gets into some uh battles i think with a, a jag tiger in in one of the towns it's a famous tank duel uh but he talks about how good that that tank is as they're using it, how it's you know it can like avoid all this damage and everything it's very effective it has a great gun but it's kind of cool because the guy himself writing he writes about how he's scared how their driver's always getting drunk how they got lost <laughs> like like when they're, he's first a replacement they basically take four guys and say 
hey, get in the Sherman tank. Your Sherman tank's broken. They're fixing it. We're going to take off and uh, you catch up with us. And he's like, where, where are you going? They're like, you'll figure it out. So they're, he's in Germany. He's like, they're like in, or they're like in like France, right at the border of Germany. They're like, they're like, just keep going straight. You'll run into us. So they drive and drive. Well, the dust and the fog gets so bad that when the column of Sherman tank stops and they're trying to catch up, they're going like 40 miles an hour. They crash right into the back of the fucking first, the last tank in their column at their company. So then they're like, the, the lieutenant's like, great job, dipshits. Now you have to stay here. And they're like, we've only been here for like three days. Like, we don't know anything. Like, no one in the crew knows each other. They don't have a tank commander. So they send out a team to fix their tank. And then they're like, all right, catch up with us. They don't know where to go. So the column leaves. So there's out in them. And the guy's like, there's fucking SS everywhere too. So do not leave your tank. So they're like, Neither none of these guys has been in Germany for more than two or three days, and they're like, "What the fuck are we supposed to do?" Like, so they go the wrong way. They come to a crossroads and they go the wrong way, and they they go into a town and they're like, "Okay, there's tanks here." So he gets out. He walks up to what he thinks is a command post. He looks in. It's all fucking German officers. So this guy's been here now four days in, in France, and he just walked into a town that's completely occupied by the Germans. So he's like, oh, shit. So he starts trying to back away. He gets taken prisoner by the Germans. And they then bring him to the command post, and the Germans surrender to him. (laughs) So the entire battalion of Germans are like, we need, we're trying to surrender. We're trying to figure out who to surrender to. Can and he's like, well, I don't know where my headquarters is. So the German officer shows him a map and is like, here's where we'll go. We're going. Here's where your headquarters is. So the, the, the German, the German sits on their tank with the map and then leads. He leads out the entire battalion of Germans back to his, to his headquarters where he's supposed to be. And he thinks he's going to be this big hero. He brings all these Germans in and they get so fucking pissed off at him. They're like, yeah, we avoided that town on purpose because we don't have the time to take all right, these fucking right, yeah. <laughs> You fucking idiots. <laughs> so it's just, it's a funny, so it's, it's called Another River, Another Town. It's a, a very easy read. And uh, it's, it's cool kind of from his perspective of being so young and, uh, but I thought it was kind of cool as a wargaming nerd, the fact that he was a gunner on the Super Persian. He doesn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. It was the That's heaviest yeah. tank ever built, ever deployed to uh, the the Western theater. And it kicked ass, but there you go. So how about you guys? Any books? Good. Jason, how's the presidential process? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm through Pierce. I'm taking a break, reading a fiction book now, and then I'll I'll get back into it. Are you, are you just gonna? Could, do you have to do them in chronological order? Can yeah, I'm just gonna keep going. No. Oh my lord. <laughs> Who, who's after Pierce? <laughs> Fillmore. Oh lord. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a bad spot. Because Truman's good. Like if you could jump to right. Truman, I think you got a good run from there. <laughs> or even FDR. Yeah. Run from FDR. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a slump in the middle. A bright shining light in the middle of that. But yeah. There, It'll bear it. Yeah, who's the one that died right after taking office? Um, the Taft? Harrison. That was Taft. Oh. Which one? Which one is it? William Henry Harrison. Oh, yeah, he has history. Who, who died in the bathtub? That was Taft. Okay. Super, is he or the no, super was that, one? no, that was Polk. One of no, yeah, they, no, it was Taft. Yeah, Taft. Yeah. yeah, so that can't be a great one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, I'm, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. But they all have biographies, I guess. That's the they idea. Do. Yeah, there's, the yeah. You're going to get a biography. There's um, 
there's like a couple series that that do you know everyone but i kind of have to lean on that series for the for the lesser known ones because they only have like pierce i think he had there's two biographies that i could find and you know one's like a an academic work that's you know, 200 dollars on amazon or i can buy this 20 dollars one yeah yeah it's tough i mean because some of those guys just no one's i'm, I'm a little worried no one's going to be willing to write a book about president trump we'll have to see that i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> ready to write books <laughs> all right what about you pete what are you reading i'm reading uh shattered sword which is the battle of midway from the japanese perspective nice and japanese source material it's nice. fantastic that's cool yeah uh it gets it gets into the absolute fucking hubris of the japanese high command in 1942 and the way that basically yamamoto ramrodded the whole midway operation down supreme command's throat and meanwhile supreme command is like well we want to do this uh, operation and take some uh islands up in the aleutians because we're worried about the americans building a base up there and of course they have no idea of what the terrain is up there in the aleutians and that it's of absolutely no use for a jumping off point but no Never mind that. Right. There's they, no there's no facilities up there. Like you'd have to build every the Americans would have had exactly. to build everything from scratch. Yeah, the Americans didn't have had they had very little up there. And meanwhile the Japanese are like, Oh, well, you know, we gotta we gotta get in there and prevent them from having a jumping off point. And America's like, dude, we're just kinda here. You know, it's <laughs> it's kinda like the base in, in the thing up there is the way he describes it. You know, just so barren yeah. and there's no wood, there's no resources there. I mean, you just it's rock, uh, but you know that didn't deter the Japanese, and they just they just go into very uh, very high detail about the decision making process um, or lack so, thereof. So, do you think it's Yamamoto bears some of the responsibility for the failure of that operation? So far, they're playing uh, placing a lot at his doorstep. There's there's no question about it. Uh, the part that I had just read last night, which uh, was particularly damning, and they relied on some notes from some of the participants, they ran through uh, wargaming simulations of the Midway invasion beforehand. So it's very much like you would do in a multiplayer situation. There are umpires, there are various uh, commanders assuming various commands and so forth. They'd each have their own ward rooms and things, and runners would go back and forth, uh, you know, quote-unquote, ordering ships around. So what happened, there are two examples that they brought up where the Japanese were just doing this as a matter of rope, you know, to check a box as opposed to war game in earnest. The one was, uh, there was uh, an air, there was an attack, uh, air attack that uh, struck the Kaga and the Akagi. You know, it's like they rolled a nine, nine, and you know, okay, nine hits between those two, those two carriers and like, no, 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 no. It's three hits, and it's going to be three hits on just this one carrier, so it's uh, lightly damaged. You know, so they're totally retconning, right. literally right. retconning their yeah. roles to match an out predetermined outcome. The Americans would never be successful with their attack. Uh, there was another example where one of the junior commanders who was playing the Red Forces, meaning the U.S., uh, basically came in and flanked the invasion force for midway and shredded it 
And they're like, no, 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 no. The Americans would never be able to do that. They, they've never shown that kind of operational initiative uh, that's against their doctrine. No, no, they'd never do that. And he's just like, fuck it. You know, and <laughs> so right, there you want the op four to be aggressive, right? That's how you stretch. That's why the U.S. Army, I think, was so good going into like, uh, you know, the, the, the late 90s because, you know, the op four had been so trained up at the NTC in those areas. Those guys were like elite units. Yeah, and, and the Americans and their are fighting goal, their for their goal was, lives. Yeah, their goal was NTC, those OP4 units, their goal was to humiliate units that came out for deployments. Like, they would work your ass. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a, there's quite a bit in the book that the the, uh, the authors even use the sports analogy at this point early on as I'm still setting the stage for the battle. But they're like, the Americans wanted to win. The Americans wanted to win so much more, and the Japanese were more like the fucking New England Patriot coming mm. in on Super Bowl Sunday saying, where's our fucking... We got this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a fascinating read. The one that I would recommend to complement it from the American side is... I have to look it up. The author's last name is uh, Simons, which is S-Y-M-O-N-D-S. And it's just called The Battle of Midway. And it's uh, up to date in terms of its research and goes quite a bit into the code breaking operations and how it uh, how they had they didn't really have the credibility that you would would have hoped and how a number of uh, very energetic officers had to push for that intelligence to be acted upon and they also go quite a bit into the uh, friction between the brown shoes and the black shoes, which are basically the old gunboat officers versus the new um, uh, aircraft carrier officers. So pretty fascinating stuff there. Uh, you read those two books together, you're going to know a whole lot about the Battle of Midway, and you're going to be pretty up to date. Yeah, I love these books that give you kind of a more of a Japanese perspective. I've really been, uh, like I've been reading a book recently about how Japanese accepted defeat after World War II. Uh, actually, Medicine Man had talked about it, so I, I picked it up, and you know, it's it's good, but it's it's interesting to see the culture, like how their culture kind of steered them towards war mm -hmm. and how they responded. Yeah, it's interesting, like looking back at history with these tiny islands that get these you know imperialistic views, and you know, I worked for Britain for a really long time, but like looking at Japan. Like, how, how do you think you're going to rule the world? I don't understand. But something in that culture just, it's, it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. That we're better than everybody fucking else. Right. <laughs> just, that was right. it. And yeah, as American, right. I am shocked at, yeah, at that yeah, kind yeah. of outlook <laughs> on right. life. I know. I know. It's a propaganda thing. I, for thing. one, am shocked. I, <laughs> and appalled, really. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll send you a link at some point to one of the, uh, the movies that they made for the American occupation force of Japan uh, on like about, hey, how did, how, here's what you need to know about the Japanese. Um, you will be shocked at the things not only that they say, it's like not all Japanese are the monkey men that we thought were attacking and slaughtering. Oh us. my they're, God. Some of them have their brains connection. Like they're, it's just incredible. Like what? But I mean, but I mean, let's be honest, the Japanese 
talked about the Americans mm. oh, the yeah. same way. Yeah. I mean, this is 1940s. This is the 1940s, but it's like... Yeah, phrenology was, was a thing back then. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, so they, they have images in this. It's like one of these movies where you're like, you might recognize me from such films as, you know, like those TV <laughs> movies. Troy like, right, Troy right. McClure. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's those types of educational movies they would make the soldiers watch before they went over to Japan, like civil affairs movies, and uh, oh, dude, it's. But I mean, the Japanese were incredibly. I mean, that's just how it was. They were, uh, they they felt, uh, they they had an inferiority complex because they felt like they were treated racially. They they felt like the U.S. was racist towards them. They felt like the U.S. was trying to pen them in. They felt like everyone was trying to keep them from surviving. And their problem was resource wise they had a tough struggle before the war you know um they had population but they didn't have the agricultural support they needed a lot of these satellite countries to support them for rice and other produce like they just couldn't make that stuff on their own so that's, that's where they... a good book on uh on the american silent service in the pacific would be a hell of a read um because they relied so much on shipping and it and if I remember right, I'm speaking out of turn a little bit, but you know they didn't have a big convoy system like we did to move their goods around. They had tons of smaller ships, and we just ping, 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 ping. All of a sudden, you know that co-prosperity sphere had no no linkage back to the mainland. Yeah, by the so end of the war, that's something we, that doesn't get talked about a lot. By the end of the war, we destroyed like almost all of their sh their commercial shipping. It was almost yeah. It was it was dust. Which is why there was so much starvation. And they had like millions of Japanese deployed to other nations, like in China. And so when they surrendered, they had like, there was something like six or seven million Japanese that were like in other countries that they had to get back, but they couldn't because they had no ships. That's how that Gilligan's episode, uh, Gilligan's Island episode <laughs> happened. That's right. The three hour tour. There we go. Is that the one where they find the uh, fighter pilot or whatever the guy? Must... Well, there were two of them. There was one where there's the the Japanese soldier who still thought the war was going on. Then there was another one, I think, with a Japanese midget submarine. I think. I'm sure it was handled tastefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and not not played by a white actor in but, coke bottle glasses. Not I will link. I will link. Uh, the one I because the, the book I'm reading now about how they basically how we basically like how did we take Japan from a country that was such an aggressive country to now a relative how did we get them back on their feet like how did they get brought back how did their culture accept it how did their culture recover uh with having MacArthur basically running them like how did this all happen uh it goes through that and it can be a little tedious sometimes when it gets to like sexuality and like magazine i don't care about that shit. I, like i'm more interested in the governmental stuff but but part of it is it's it's interesting to see how they they were changed which is well, funny they... now that they're coming back now they're like hey let's build a military again <laughs> good job china yeah. good job north korea way to scare japan back into becoming a naval power <laughs> yeah, it's time for the Aggie too all right, so we got a top 10 list, unless somebody else wants to talk about some garbage timey stuff. I don't think so. I'm ready for some top 10. I'm ready now, for some overlap. Now, I have a runner-up. Oh, me 10. too, me too. Honorable right? mentions. So, right, yeah. I've got an honorable yeah, mention. Yeah, there, there, are, there are honorable mentions. So I want to just mention my honorable mention uh, is the U.S. Civil War, nice. which I think is a great game. They did a great job of redoing... Uh, 
an old Victory Games game that was great uh, that I loved and really having a lot of respect for the actual original game too. Uh, upgrading it, making it more modern, giving it some more modern mechanics, yet still kind of showing respect for the, the game that was there initially. So I don't play this game enough. Uh, partly because the card system means I can't ever solo it. It's hard to solo because yeah. you have the different cards you have to play. But yeah. man, yeah. It, it's a good game. I played around with it. Uh, the map it seems to be a little confusing. There's tons. Like if you look at the uh, U.S. Civil War uh, forum on BGG, uh, 90% of the questions are about, is this cove able to move? Like, like can you move from these shoals into this fortress? Like just the shores of the United States are complicated. So. But that's my runner-up. So what about you like guys? What are, what are honorable mentions? Go ahead, Pete. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pair two together. It's interesting. Uh, U.S. Civil War was in my top 15. Just missed it. Um, I'm going to pair two together because they're, they're siblings. Uh, Carrier and Tokyo Express, both by Victory Games, both solitaire naval games. Um, if you want to go deep on carrier operations and play a game where you think the Japanese are really screwing with you, grab Carrier. If you want to do the same thing on a tactical level in the slot Guadalcanal uh, with ba anything from battleships to destroyers, pick up Tokyo Express. So the is Tokyo way Express kind of covering like the surface fleet battles around Guadalcanal? Yes, is that the idea? That's okay. right. Yeah, plenty of night battles. There's a killer mechanic in it where you have suspected formations moving onto the map and you have to go out and make contact with them. Some of them are just bogeys. Some of them are actual formations. And depending on the strength and uh, set for the, the Japanese side in the scenario, you'll draw a certain number of chits to find out what's actually in that. So you'll go up and say, oh, at least it's you know just one light cruiser and a destroyer division. Or, oh my God, it's the Congo! You know, and a whole retinue of, of heavy cruisers and light cruisers and uh, now, or is destroyers. this random, it's, it's or is there, or is there something that kind of like helps to determine? Like, you have an idea that this might be bigger than, or is it just like, hey, I pulled there's the a shit draw out and pile. Here's what I get. Yeah, there's a draw pile. There's a sort of force component, and there's also a draw pile of what potentially could show up. So it's it's kind of asking the question of what could have happened in Guadalcanal on any given night. Uh, just because there were so many sorties and so many battles and uh, right, you know. and of varying sizes. I mean, it was yeah, like exactly, exactly. It's it's really cool on the tactical level, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. Uh, they have this key where you you select which uh, of the U.S. ships in your formation is the primary target for the Japanese, and then depending on uh, the type of Japanese ship, whether it's a light ship or a heavy ship, and depending on the relative position of the Japanese ship to your ship, the distance and a die roll, it'll move a certain way. And I'll tell you, it just, it's smart. It's super smart the way ships move into position that is advantageous to them. It's the best, it's the next best thing to playing a tactical naval game, uh, aside from playing with a another actual player so that's that's my honorable mentions and, and it can be played two player too that's correct that's wow, right. you can't nice. play a two player that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah. nice. all right jason what about you honorable mentions well carriers on my on my shelf i have the the game players copy kind of floating around the the one 
the one that keeps getting passed around, so I'm going to have to break that out. That sounds cool. Uh, my honorable mention is going to be Wing Leader, um, and I'll go with Supremacy from from the series. Um, I really like the Wing Leader system and how they kind of took the you know tactical air game and kind of put it on its side. Uh, lots of fun. You can throw down a game and play it you know pretty quickly. It's a good good uh, con game, good vassal game. Kind of drink and shoot the shit and come out of the sun on someone's six. It's good stuff. That's all you need to say there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. All right. So now we're going to get into the middle list. Good luck, boys. <laughs> Godspeed. Let's, let's God be with us. I'll, <laughs> I'll see you guys at the other end of the tunnel. <laughs> so it's almost like I'm, it's, yeah, I'm like hoping like no one else picked my games. I'm like, okay, so my number 10. Yeah, the end is, of the list is going to get sloppy because. My number 10 is uh, Fields of Fire. Oh, very nice. So the the reason I'm picking this one is, uh, yeah, I get it. The rules are like hard to, to get into. And I have Fields of Fire 2. Uh, I have not hardly explored that at all. Um, but I'll tell you, there there is like a, an unofficial Fields of Fire. Fields of Fire basically is a solitaire game um, that, that lets you either fight in world war ii korea or vietnam and then there's a second version that came out with the marines and same deal you can either same you play world war ii korea vietnam so there's basically three games in each box uh, and you throw out cards that basically represent the terrain you've got your various command guys that are trying to get your guys moving you've got contacts that are on the map so you don't know what they're going to be you roll for them to see what kind of bad guys pop up when you move into them uh you're worried about radio communication artillery replacements uh guys getting suppressed it's a very interesting system uh that i think is a lot of fun it, it's an ass kicker. It will you will be like, what the fuck? I, I'm totally fucked in this scenario. Um, but there's times where you it'll work out for you. You have a variety of different missions you can do, like attacks, defense, patrol, um, and even the bad guys. There's a, a kind of an intelligence that runs them to where they can attack off map to try to come on. There's all sorts of stuff that can happen in the game. And I think as far as a uh, solitaire game. There, there is an unofficial version of the rules that you can get, like kind of like a uh, an FAQ that the, they've developed on the forum. Because I guess the designers not really interested in answering a lot of questions anymore about it, and they didn't really uh, answer a lot of the questions from the first version in the second version, like Fields of Fire Two. Don't let that scare you away because it's still a great game if you're willing to spend the time to. And you basically have like a company that then. Uh, or, or I think you might have more than company, but you could have more than company, but basically it gains experience and you can move kind of through a, a campaign in a particular period. And I, th I think it's pretty fun once you actually are willing to sit down and learn it. So that's my number 10. Good. Very nice. Nice. So Petey. So let's my go number me, ten. let's go me, Petey, Jason. Mm -hmm. do that okay. We'll set the, uh, we'll set the batting order. And if you bat it out of order, it's a shot. That's right. Ugh. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Please. You only hurt yourself if you talk out of turn. I'm already sipping my whiskey. I'm I know. I am, I am too. I can't, <laughs> I can't resist. 
I know it's so good. I mean, that, Duck, Duck and I got Duck and I got drunk on a bottle of Casca. I think we almost split a bottle of Casca. So we were playing Cthulhu. So it kind of was giving me some Duck memories. It's good. Nice. That's warm. My number ten is Wilderness War by GMT. Oh, wow. God, never yeah. played it. Never played it. I haven't either. Um, it it gets on the list for a few reasons. One, uh, it's a hell of a game of asymmetrical warfare, and I, I kind of have a soft spot for that. Um, and that alone is not enough to get it on there. It's the fact that it is such a tight and balanced contest, despite the fact that uh, the force the forces are so unbalanced um, that gets it on there. And it's the granddaddy of card driven games. Um, what you get in that what fourteen ish pages of rules um, is one hell of a game that you can play in a setting. It's going to swing back and forth, and barring absolutely horrendous die rolls, it's going to go down to the wire. There's a reason why uh, it's so popular at tournaments. Um, and another reason why I like playing is because I always kick Jeff Newell's ass in it. Um, <laughs> nice. The, the Anglophile always gives me the Frenchies. And um, yeah, I've, uh, I've, taken, uh, I've taken it to him a few times. I'm proud to say that. Uh, love you, Jeff. But yeah, it's, it's always fun. It's always fun, and that's the way that game works. Is you know the French get that big jump, they get lots of raids, they do some little pinprick uh, uh, military engagements against the English. You get points for that for winning uh, engagements with regulars. But meanwhile, you're slinking around your Indian uh, raiders through uh, the uh, the little pickets of the of the colonials, and you are sending. Um, uh, your French trappers to do the same. Um, it's and you're building forts and you're worried about building forts because like, well, if I build too many forts, that means that it opens me up to uh, to them getting attacked and being victim to victory point conditions. So you have to move very carefully. And it's a good reason why it's called Wilderness War is because you do need that network of forts to be able to move regular forces through the backcountry, which you will eventually need to do. Right, because um, they needed so, supplies, right? They need, yeah. they need places to stop at. Yeah. So it's it's fun. I mean, you, you have Indian raids. You have big set-piece battles uh, north of Albany. You have sieges of forts. You have... Uh, also, Plenty of also, screw you card play. Yeah, go on. To, to be fair, um, the reason the forts were built in some cases, uh, the Indians weren't also always safe to deal with. I mean, I know like now it's like we want to pretend like it's a guy crying over a field of tires and stuff. But um, <laughs> the, I mean, the Indians were could be very dangerous to deal with, especially uh, trading with them if they'd been drinking or anything like that. Like. Uh, it was good to have a fortified area where if things started to get a little hairy, you could just lock up the gates and hunker down for a while while they kind of like relaxed. Yeah. Or you send Johnson in there to play Kingdom and, you know, go, yeah, I mean, like, at least it, the Mohawks. Like now looking back now, we're like, Oh, big deal. It's Ohio. Like, yeah. Like, no, it was like wilderness. It was wilderness. And, that was, All right. and you're out yeah. there in the middle of the woods with a bunch of guys who outnumber you. Um, it, it's not an easy life. Yeah. And you're trying to push like one, or three pieces of field cannon to assault this fort that you have no idea where it is. Right, you know, yeah. it's 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 pretty evocative that way. Uh, it gets it right. It does it so well. Short short rule book. Um, it's it's no wonder that that genre or that game inspired a genre because it was so 
well executed from the onset. So yeah, I don't that's know my that number one. 10. Maybe, maybe I need to get that one. There's going to be a guild bump, so maybe we need to run out yeah. of it. I need to buy that one. Jason, Dude, that it's, one? it's that I up don't and play know. it in three hours and have a great time. It's it's. it's oh, I thought it was longer than that. I thought it was one of those really it long. Maybe I mean usually I play it. Usually I play it on Basil, so I could mm. be off on the time, but it, it goes quickly. I always mix this quickly. one with the other up with the other French and Indian War one. The snow, whatever. Oh, a few acres of snow. A few acres of broken, mm. yeah, broken that's right. game. That's what yeah. I've heard. All right, so Jason, what do you got for number ten? Guild classic. Polis fight for the hege hege hegemony. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, yes. I had to had to get on there. Um, it, I don't know. It's just such a tight game. Um, we need to play that game more. We do need to play. Um, it's 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 tight. You can lose that game on the first turn by something you did to yourself. Like it's it it really rewards replay. It rewards study. Um, you know, I'm terrible at this game, but. But the way the markets work, the, like the yeah, there's there's markets. an economy that yeah. you know each side just you know just with a simple, um, with a simple you know setup in, in and, the rules, it cool gives you a good flavor for what each side was better at. And you kind of have that first turn where like no one can really fight each mm -hmm. other because the levels are too low, and yep. then gives you a chance to kind of kind of set up and set get your you up to speed, yep. right? Like where you're like, okay, here's how it works, and then suddenly it's like, okay, now oh, it's this sucks. it's like yeah. it's like do do do. And even the fight. second turn, both players have to basically agree to fight. Yeah. So it's it's such a cool system. It does such a good job of modeling um, with a really low rules overhead and a lot of room to explore. Yeah, that, that that period. Yeah, and beautiful, beautiful game. Beautiful game. Yep. Man, yep. I remember a podcast of your where you guys spoke so fondly of this, and it's, it's reminded great. me that I need to play that. Yeah, and, and you can fuck yourself. Like if you draft too many hoplites, then you don't have enough people in your towns. Like mm -hmm. there's all sorts of there's a balanced it's economy you have to manage. Very tight. Yeah. Love it. I, Love I it. agree. Great call. I hadn't even thought about that one. I had it right here. I'm looking right at it right now. <laughs> In fact, fuck, I just looked at another game sitting next to it, but I didn't put it in my fucking top 10. <laughs> we got through That's one bad. with no overlap. That's yeah, you know me. what? I think we might need to take a safe sip because yeah. you, you don't just know. Just in case. Yeah, I think it's a, I'm calling safety sip. Mm -hmm. ah, fuck, I just, I just looked at one that I know is in my top 10. Okay, so um, now it's me. So number my number nine pick Number is nine, let's do the Dice Tower thing. East Front 2 by Columbia Games. Oh, such a good game. Such a good mm. game. Uh, it, it, it gets, it hasn't been up, I mean, it's an old game, right? And they make so many block games that I think it gets buried under all their inventory. But man, it is still a tight, hot World War II, uh, limited intelligence, strategic uh, game and guys who are like, oh well, you can't win as this. We we sit down and play, and I can show you that the Germans can do really well, the Soviets can do really well. Uh, it's fun for both sides. Uh, it's it, I think overall it's really great. So basically, it's it's blocks where you rotate the blocks. Blocks will have three to four steps. Armored units. You have some aircraft uh, counters you can throw out. There's headquarters involved. Uh, it's basically just Eastern Front block fun. Uh, that's it. So, but, but, and the other nice thing is it has your scenarios. So if you don't want to start the beginning of Barbarossa, you can start in 42, 43, you can play just one year, you know, and there's victory conditions for that year. So I think it's great. What's the playing time for the campaign? 
Oh, I don't know, Pete. Probably I would estimate it's... six hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, that's hours. not bad at all. Yeah. Depends on how much you guys have played before, who you're playing. Sure, sure. Because once guys can't see what you have, they really start. It's I've played it kind of soloing. No, it's not the same because when you're looking at just a bunch of blocks, you're like, oh shit. Because guys will move the blocks around so that's they're reinforcing, and you're like, and it really does reward supply, cutting units off, cutting enemy off, starving them to death rather than fighting them. Uh, just great game. I recommend it for everyone to buy it. So for me, it could be higher, but kind of with what I looked at with my top 10 is I'm like, would I play it right now? Like if I haven't played it recently, maybe it's not in my top 10. That's why I like a game like DnB and Foo, which I think is great. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't put I in my top 10 because yeah. it's a lot to play it. And East Front 2 is something that I will play. Like I played Junior Jed uh, a couple months ago and I wanted to show them uh, both the Jed brothers. I wanted to show them <laughs> how, how good uh, how good it was. So. That was early guild days. You and I would play that. Oh yeah, because so because good. I think you had heard like, oh, you can't. Win. Somebody had said you can't win as a German. So I'm like, all right, dude. Yeah, and then I just it. fucking chose yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely rewards good play for sure. All right, Petey, what's your number nine? Number nine. Ambush by Victory Games. Oh God, is there? Oh, how did that not make life? Oh, how did that? Oh, that went list. What That's what one of my two. I Jason, was you're a pussy. You that should have been that in your top ten. How did that not make my list? Oh, I'm I looking. think you need a penalty set for that. Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm finishing <laughs> this. Wow. Yeah, ambush for sure. Um, man, I think maybe uh, yeah, because I played it. I think everything on my list I've played at least five or six times and i think i played wow man i played no, ambush no, five a, or six times no man. in a scripted scripted game like that can you play it to death where you're like oh yeah okay i know like, well there's like 20 scenarios happen? in the game yeah but i mean yeah, at some point I don't you like know what you don't know what's going to happen at some too. point mm -mm, no each scenario has a different card that that is okay. the yeah yeah there's there's plenty of scenarios and and look it's, it's going to take you a while and when i say you i'm talking to the guild with your busy lives it's going to take a lot for you to get through the whole box. It's going to take you a while. Um, the reason why this goes on here, it's part war game, part role-playing game, part hex crawl, part movie and story. I mean, it's all those things at once because as you're moving your little soldiers along, because each one of your counters is a soldier, and, and, and i got to give a shout-out to uh, Lieutenant Hoplite for his uh, ambush threat. <laughs> That he did a while ago. That's that was right. one thing that came to mind. Uh, Where he named us, he named all yeah. these guys for us. Yep. It's like, oh look, there's it's Lieutenant Ralph. You know, uh, it was great. And he and he captured what makes that game great. It's story, 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 and you get to decide. It is I choose thought, your I thought own my adventure. Statistics were underrated in that game. That was, <laughs> I didn't your BAR that. skills are, right. are were a little underrepresented. Okay. I, I will point that out that for my list, uh, almost all my games are still in print. Just mention. Wow, that's interesting. So, that's super interesting. Because Pete, um, I think Pete, I think is a child of the uh, of the past. We'll cases. see. We'll see how my list plays out. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's it's just so much fun. And, One of my favorite parts is is you're reading, and your guy moves into a hex, and they say you see a Spitfire with a 
plume of smoke behind it, diving, 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 and then impacting into a field a couple miles away. And it doesn't have any impact mm-hmm. on play whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But it builds right. But it tells a story. Pete, oh, I, God. Pete I'm looking it's at Tokyo best. Express. Is there counters that you flip the ship and then it's on fire on the other side? The uh, flip side indicates that you have shot that ship. Oh, that's, so that's why all the, the fires fired. coming off it? Yeah, oh, that's, that's the so fired cool. side. That's I was the just looking at image yeah. of it. That's fucking cool. All right. Sorry. I'm here to answer all your naval questions. <laughs> <laughs> and, and ambush rewards good play. Like They put so much time into those paragraphs. If you take your squad down you know, an elevated road they're going to get lit up like it yes that's right you know it knows where you are and if you're not being careful with your squad they're gonna die and and it's i'm I'm amazed this is not in jason's top 10 i can't believe it i don't know i'm looking back did you take your penance sip yet i hope you did i did did. okay good i'm sure you did i mean you know the decisions the decisions in that game you are tracking oh i gotta get you know how the shelf how many grenades your guys have right right? the loadout and you're storming yeah you're storming the house it's like Oh, I've only got one grenade left. Do I want to lock that grenade in now, or do I need to save? For, ah, ah. You know, it's little micro decisions like that, and the larger picture of the story. It's everything 1917 could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I did a game yeah. that everything really well. should have played around to that and made the movie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My first. I'll, I'll tell one last thing about it, then move on. Uh, my first experience with it uh, was in college. Uh, Dear forum advisor, I never thought this would happen to me. Um, it was it was a college experience, and uh, a buddy of mine uh, played a lot of uh, Stratomatic baseball with. And then he kind of furtively one day is like, "Hey, you ever play war games? Like, do did I ever play war games?" He's like, "I got ambushed," and I'm like, "Oh, I always wanted to play that." So we immediately went to his uh, his apartment off campus. Pete went to a state college, so they had all this time to do all this extra shit. We did. We did. The requirements were very low. Very little was very little was asked of me, guys, uh, and I rose to that occasion. Set the ball low, indeed, and always surprise expectations. <laughs> but we we took we took four guys each and ran them through. Oh, so, so we good. each had like a fire team, and we were just so tense. It's like, oh, I don't know, Pete. Should I go down? down this lane here i don't know man i don't that looks too safe you know i mean it was an entire afternoon of that and it just goes to show how strong that game is you can it can be a shared experience how how many sorority girls were in that room with you guys uh real or imagined (laughs) (laughs) more important how many posters were in that room um actually you might want to ask how many black light posters there you go yeah Yeah. that's right yeah the tiger and white snake what was up? What was up there? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So ambush number nine. All right. So Jason, or is it back to me? No, it's me. Right, My number nine is Ogre, Steve Jackson Games. Yay! Um, you know, light, light. You know, this this game is everything from you know a, a five by a seven card that you can stick in your back pocket to a giant box that's sitting on top of my bookshelf. Um, it's such a fun, tactical little sci-fi war game. Um, there's so much you can do with it in that in that deluxe edition. There's so much, like it's an expensive game, but there's still probably way more than what you pay for in that box. Um, 
so many different stories you can tell. Great universe. Um, I love what what Ogre did and and all the all the stuff that came with it. Uh, it's something that my son and I still play a couple times a year. Uh, he'll have some friends over to you know hang out and spend the night, and we'll throw down the the designers edition and um, you know move some three D models around the map, and it's 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 great. A lot of fun. And you can get that designer's edition for like $40 now because everybody's like, oh my God, get this out of my garage. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. We're downsizing. The kids went to college. The kids yeah. went to college. Yeah. But I'll still throw down, you know, the, the pocket version too. It's, it's, it's so good. All right. So it was I, so much fun too is, uh, is the way it scales up with GEV. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get the stacked units and everything. And you can get some pretty beefy sized engagements when you get the uh the add-ons like i don't have the designer edition but i have the old stuff like shock babe and sure all yeah. the the reinforcement pack with the extra maps you start how, throwing how down does, some of those how maps does, it's, how does it's combat good. how does combat work in the game because i remember as a kid playing i was kind of dissatisfied where it just felt like it's very things were getting yeah. ticked off ogres it wasn't mm-hmm. that fun for me because i'm like yeah i get it like they're taking yeah hits old school and, odds based so is it like you got to make a hit number like how does combat work you have to make a hit number are there saves it's a, it's a crt with a d6 just so just ratio so if your gv shoots at an ogre like what what happens like what do you have to roll that's probably a six (laughs) yeah it depends on the part of the ogre you're shooting yeah that's right yeah see i just remember the game being not that exciting for me like it was i go you go and it was just like trying to take a ton of pot shots at an ogre and then hoping that you could get some hits and then like then they would just come and just blast the shit out of all your guys yeah, that, that's about right. Okay. <laughs> just want to be sure we're <laughs> yeah. talking about the same game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're running your little guys around the map. The ogre is trying to stomp on you. And, but so where yeah. does the ta- where do the tactics come in? Is there like just tactical decisions I, you can make that are yeah, good? Yeah, I think like, even just with you know the, the initial vehicles you buy with your points, there, there's some of them that there's, there's a setup. Um, what you're attacking on the ogre when, if you're trying to take out the treads and, and trap it, or if you're trying to take out the big weapons first, and then the, the ogre just tries to zoom off the map. There's there, and 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 with the, the with the bigger game, um, there's more map and there's more stuff to do. There's there's trains and you know faster vehicles like the GVs can go twice and oh yeah move baby. twice okay yeah. Yeah, that was that was the uh, one of the one of the first war games Junior really glommed on to, mm-hmm. and we were I took it on vacation because yeah, it's the little VCR box. Of course, we're going to take it on vacation, and we're out when trail riding, and you know at one point we stopped to get a drink of water. He's like, Dad. I think I have the optimal defense to beat you. <laughs> and that's your, it, yeah. it goes that's, to exactly what you're saying. It's like, this is the buyout I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to lay out these guys. And this is what I'm going to try to do to your owner. So that's a big part of the game is just as the defender to fuck with the ogre. Right. You know, how am I going to take you down? Uh, that's, that's a big part of the fun. Cause at least like in the base game. 45 minutes, you know, maybe an hour, yeah. hour and a half. So, so you can play them over and over again. Yeah. But in the end, it's the dice. Um, Not I don't know. I think a good player would 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 uh, kind of like East Run. It would it would show you that okay. there's there's no, some there's some real tactics. Okay, because I mean my experience is from the original, which I I played and was like, hmm. so uh, is, that eight, for, yeah. is that it for number nine? So yeah. number eight, uh, get your shot glasses ready. Oh, I got mine ready. Liberty Roads. Hell yeah. 
Good talent overlap. Uh, overlap, baby. My oh, Lord. Here we go. Top 15. That was in my top 15. Almost got in there. Taking the shot. Oh, Dave doesn't do shots. Mm. I'm a sipper. Oh, I'm a sipper, boys. Oh, that's good. Woo. <coughs> yeah, so many roads. I mean, we've, I'm taking we've, an empathy shot. Mine is much higher up on my list. We've gone, but I, mine is not just because I have not played it that much, right? Recently, it's it is on my table, uh, or it's on my shelf. I love Victory Roads, Liberty Roads. I like the system, but Liberty Roads is clearly the one uh, that stands out based on the invasion, the way you do it. I mean, basically, it kicks you off as the Allied player with a really fun system to how you're you're basically going to be able to land. So the pressure's off. All you get to do is like then put all your little pieces together and figure out how you're going to do the landing. So it's kind of a nice start for the scenario. Um, I like that there's flexibility where you can land, uh, but the, each landing area has different consequences. I, I think it's a really great system with the CRT where there's adjustments you can make mm -hmm. on the CRT. With the tactical results. Yeah, there's depth there. And with the chits that you can play that you don't really know what the other guy's playing. The chits are awesome. Has. Yeah, yeah, so... It's a great game, and and I think if you haven't played it, you should absolutely get try to play it because I think you'll like it. Uh, and it's beautiful. The, the counters are great. All the counters have little uh, detail on them that are uh, specific to that yeah. particular division. Division logos, so good. Map looks great. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's yeah, gorgeous. everything's really. It's it's a super product. Uh, and so. you got the Hitler track. That's right. Yeah, they got the Hitler Don't track. Don't forget that. Don't forget <laughs> that. That's a, that's a real win-win situation. Basically forcing, yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's like yeah, because you know, even if you're the German it, player, you're still making Hitler mad at the end of the day. Yeah, if you make Hitler mad, it's like, like it's the same yeah. way we're playing the South and the Civil right, War. Right. Like even if you lose, hey, there's no <laughs> more slavery, right? So everybody's a winner. Hooray! <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that that's my number eight because I'm not going to forget that that's a game that I really love, even though I can't always get it to the table. So Liberty Roads is a high quality product. I like it reasonable though i don't have i don't know if i don't have the operation round hammer mm, mm -hmm. i don't think i do either. yeah yeah but uh great game flexibility we'll talk more about it later it'll, it'll teach you why they landed on normandy that's right yeah so over and over again all right so yeah you bring up a great point i mean that the reason why i didn't get into my top 10 is i just don't have enough plays of it but uh yeah. the few i've had uh yeah it's it's everything you guys say so all right, so PD, you got number eight. Number eight, number eight. Number, number eight. eight. I, think, I think a shot's going to be in order on this one. Oh, no. Empire of the Sun by GMT. Oh, God, mm. it's not on my list. It's not on my list either. List? Oh, my God. The, these are like, oh, wow, two, two of the ones that right I thought were sure shots. I'm playing it right now with B-Mode. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank I, God. Oh, my, wow. liver, my liver thanks you, though. Wow. That was good. Wow, my liver was quivering when I said it. Um, if your liver jumped out of your body, <laughs> good lord, no! Don't worry, I'm, um, sipping, I'm sipping along with you. Though. What can what can we say? What ode can we sing to this game? I, I think I'll start here. If you're not um, playing it with haikus, you're playing it wrong. That I'm glad you brought that like up. Like B mode because... and I, we email, we PBM, and we haiku each other. I my my critique of that is you need to uh, share them with the rest of us on the forums far more. I am consolidate. I do I do consolidate them and try to put them all out. But like right now, we're, like sometimes it's so dumb. I'm like I'm not even gonna write a haiku for that. You're gonna do it in calligraphy yeah. and self publish on Etsy. Hirohito, right. the emperor. <laughs> yeah, real, brilliant um, game. As much as yeah. we, we can't stand the designer, 
for his pizza stories. <laughs> he's a good designer, though. He is good. Yeah, he got it. Cage is going to hate, but he's well, good. I mean, to his credit, right? The game's mechanics are so vastly different from most of the other games you'll play, and they're that way for a very good reason, and that's why I think it deserves a place in the top 10 I, I feel, uh, because I feel it's like divergent he, and it's intentional his game came out initially and it like kind of thudded a little bit because everyone was like what the fuck like it was so and different there was a rod at there were issues and yeah they were so different so then it came out again and then i think the i actually think our the newer generation of gamers and we're, we're now more willing to accept games that are unusual and it's unusual in how that game operates where you have all the, the the zones of influence for the air air forces and it it's just very different from from how other games have been. it's yeah, like a traditional it, board game it really it really does the reaction punch counter punch exceptionally well which reflects the operational tempo of of the pacific and look any game that is going to incentivize you not through a gaming mechanic but through a hey you got a watch your ass over here um and and going in and securing french indochina and the cbi right. uh, yeah, in general it, right, being right. so vital in that game any game that takes what people think of as a sideshow and says no this was so strategically important um right, props right to so, that game right so pete so here's the key right so this is going to come up i think in some other games we're going to talk about um it's not that you have to take it because you want to get the VPs. You want a game that makes you want to take Burma for the reasons the Japanese wanted to take Burma. That's right. Right? It's because you want to shut down supply to China. Like that's right. This is this is the difference between like great war games and decent war games. Like decent war games will say, "Hey, you get like three VP for taking Burma." But other games will like make you as the player realize, "Oh, dude, I got to cut off this area because it's killing me." Right. So you're thinking now like the Japanese. So you get uh, I, tremendous insight into the way they, they had yeah. to run the war. That's exactly right. And the other thing I'd say about it though, uh, B Mode and I started December 41 because we're like, fuck that. We're starting fucking Star Wars. Don't do it. Just start beginning that. No, no, don't. Because <laughs> December yeah. 41 just runs you through a bunch of like, like wrote scripted plays. It was not worth it. We should have probably just started. But now we're, we're mid 42. And he just fucking kicked MacArthur out of the Philippines. So, wow. Or mid 41, sorry, for 41. Gorgeous yeah. map, too. Pleasure to play. Yeah. Number yes. eight. That was number eight. Well, now I guess Take we're it. mid 42. It's December 41 is Pearl Harbor. So, yeah, we're mid 42. Sorry. Don't mean to keep going on that. But I'm a fucking board gaming nerd. So I have to be you clear about the thing. Because yep, some of you are well, sitting actually, in your cars. So you'll get letters. Your cars saying, you oh, that's actually 19. We're looking at you, Ultramathic. <laughs> yep. I remember your fucking review. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, also a game with, with lots of cards. Strategic level. Hearts and Minds is, is my number eight. Really? Yeah. It's your number eight of all time? I, I love this game. Oh it's, my lord! I know, I know. It's it does what I want in a Vietnam War game, strategic level. It's so easy to play. It plays so fast. 
Um, Isn't and, this the one that Ralph Otto won you on the first round? <laughs> turn, turn one, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Much like uh, Polis, apparently you can lose in the first turn. He, Because he's played the game, you know, 30 times. And I've played it eight times. Um, and it shows. Um, it, it definitely rewards good play. Um, so fast it plays by email pretty well. Um, yeah, and for the record, Jason and I, we, we run a Wargaming podcast, but... We don't, we aren't saying that we're actually good at work. No, 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 no. I would never, ever. We'll touch on that topic numerous times throughout this list. There's no, no question. About I, that. I, I'm playing for the fun. I'm playing for the historicity. That's right. That's right. Um, and that's why, I mean, my, my top 10 is obviously going to have a, a very strong Vietnam theme. Um, but Hearts and Minds, I don't know. I've owned every edition of the game. I keep buying it. This new Compass version is probably the vet, the best. Um, addition um, for, for what reasons components what? The, the yeah the, the cards are good quality the the the, the counters are, are good quality um the rules are still the second edition rules which are way better than the first um and all they they basically just reformatted them they didn't correct the typos and things like that um throw the dice away they're they're it, awful is is it a pre-order right now is this pre-order kickstarter mm, it's what? out it's out it's out okay yeah yeah so it's out right now um great game lots of fun to play it's and it's again it's kind of a beer and pretzels strategic level vietnam game um which i don't know that there's anything more i could ask for i i want to kind of shoot the shit be able to you know dick around during the day play a game tell a great story explore the war explore some of these events on, on the cards and, and get, some get, counters get around. but get butt raped by ralph mm -hmm. in the first and he's, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was a thing of beauty. I was I was happy to to be his bottom. Well, sometimes for that. it's good to know you're like, well, I will never do I'll that never, series of moves yeah, again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, he had the perfect hand for it. Yeah, um, yeah it's good. Number eight, hearts and minds. All right. So next is my number seven pick. This is going to be a shot. So let's get our shots ready at this point. All right. Oh Lord. Vietnam, 1965 to 1975. Number seven, Dave. I know, I know, I know. What the fuck? But I'm taking a shot. A, no, here's the problem. I'm it's taking so, a shot. It's so big that when's the last <sighs> time you can play it? Here we go. I'm going to. I'm going to go to. Well, they slurp. I'm looking at my Woo! copy. You hurt, you hurt my heart. And Woo! knowing that Woo! it is in my future. It is so, in my future, so last and week, I know the love will come to me as well. Last week, uh, Pete, Pete, Pete I, we should we should we should figure out a way to play this. Throw I'm, I'm in. Mash a white wing at a con or something. Yeah. So last week, I'm Pete in. and I were supposed to play uh, ASL. Instead, we talked about our upcoming D and D game where I have a halfling fighter, uh, gut boy, barrel, barrel house, barrel house. barrel house who looks like Ric Flair, a miniature version of Ric Flair. And so then we spent half the time drinking and just screaming, "Woo!" Woo! Rickford, woo! And my wife was like, "Man, you were really loud." And then you guys having a time. Like, I was like, "Oh, that was all the Rick Flair, I think." <laughs> so we're gonna. I brought the that. woo into the uh, hockey locker room that Sunday too. Oh, Everybody like appreciated it. Yeah, it was fucking, good. It was good. If you don't like fucking Rick Flair, yeah, that's it. Yeah, go somewhere else. Go back to fucking yeah, Russia. Leave us a one star review and, and go, go back to Russia, else. traitor. <laughs> fucking communists. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, Vietnam 65, we've talked about it a ton of times. We all know it's great. Uh, masterpiece, still holds up, really good. 
maybe a little adjustment on Arvin draft rates, I've heard. Uh, but I think we still, this is one more when we retire, we're going to play it more. The problem is it's, it's big. It's big. Yeah. And if you really want to play the good version, you need to play the big, the whole thing, the whole shish kebab. And the only downside is there can be a little bit of tediousness when it comes to the search and destroy missions, when the U.S. players run in mission after mission after mission. I mean, it does when the U.S. has a lot of guys in there. But I'm, I'm actually reading Hastings' uh, Vietnam War book. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's book. on my list. Uh, basically, by 65, the U.S. already knew they were fucked. This is before right. they sent U.S. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They already knew yeah, that it might be a lost knew. cause. All the analysts so, knew, yeah. So, uh, but whatever, let's go in there and just fucking try to have some fun, right? Like, let's put out fire bases. And this is, again, one of those games that, that I was talking about with Jason, where it doesn't give you VPs for things. It instead rewards you for doing things within the system, right? So you're like, my bases need artillery support if they're attacked. Well, I think I need to set up a fire base then on this fucking mountain. So then you're going to get your helicopters and you're going to go pick up some artillery units and maybe a battalion of U.S. troops to protect it and put it on that. And that gives you a fire base. So you start like replicating tactics, not because the VPs are rewarding you for it, but because the gameplay actually shows you, you this have, is what you, you should have be to doing. Do it. Yeah. Right. Um, great system of loyalty within the Arvin, like you have all the coup modifiers and uh, you have all the different groups, ABC, all the different leaders of different core. So you have to always be worried about the political situation with the Arvin. It's just fucking great. So, so uh, all right, JC, if JC wants to change it, that's no, fine. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm fine. The only thing that I, I'm, I'm into is maybe adjusting. I think, like I said, some of the, I've heard that some of the guys who've played many campaigns that the Arvin draft rates are a little bit low. They should maybe be up a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't need to talk about it. We talk about it all the time. It's great. It's, it's great. one of the, it's the best. I would we, say we, it might be the best victory games game they made, and they made a shit ton. They of made games. so many good games. Yeah. We'll talk about more later too. So this is, I mean, this is a game that was made in, you know, so long ago. I was probably thirteen or fourteen when I had this game, and uh, still top ten. So done. All right, I dig eight, it. Number seven. Number seven is Chariots of Fire GBOH. Oh, thank God! Oh, nice. That is a great game, that dude. Are you talking about Troy? Word. That's the reason why. Uh, yes. That's the reason why GBOH is my life. Um, when I first saw this, it was uh, I think it was a game on thing, and somebody was offloading some GBH, uh, GBOH stuff for like fifteen, twenty bucks a pop. I pick up the box. I'm like, Troy. All right, it's time to try GBOH. You know, then just you, the pedigree then you find of out GBOH. The leaders, is, then you found out there were typos in the leader markers. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Don't it's a C3I. Quiet, you get it in C3I. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or, look, the fact that you can drop down a map of the fields before Troy and you can have Achilles up there and you have Agamemnon's forces. I mean, you either read this and suffered through it in high school or you read this in middle school and fucking loved it and were drawn no, I, to it I like res- a child. I respect, I respect <laughs> the know? call. I, I love Chariots of Fire. It's probably one of my favorite 
GBOH ones, but man, it is very different and very specific from any of the other ones. That's true. Because the chariot runners and all that other stuff. And and the chit draw as well, you know, so there's, yeah. there's that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, right here, it's like, here's, here's, the, here's another reason. Um, there's a heading in the uh, Troy rules where it says Achilles and Iliad. Those of you seeking some Homeric realism, we this offer a couple of options for the use of Achilles. And the first one, of course, is Achilles sulks. So the Greek player does not use Achilles, Patroclus, and the uh, first Myrmidon SI. Ooh, ooh, yeah, uh, the, the uh, withdrawal level is uh, reduced by 100 route points. You know, um, you know, so you get to do these things. It's like, well, yeah, everybody remembers Achilles sulking, and now I get to do that in a war game. It, it, it's it's Berg, as similar to SPQR, it's Berg at his best, where he's funny and making lots of little snide jokes and comments and and doing stuff that's right, you know, that reflect the history or little little wrinkles, you know. He he can do the the wrinkles of history and and scenario little optional rules. Well, uh, I'm thinking of one from Gringo where, oh, which commander was it from the U.S.? Was it Pillow? I think it was Pillow. I could be wrong, but there was the one U.S. commander who uh, had heard that if uh, you get a belly wound. It's not so much the belly wound that gets you, it's your bowels infecting your body. So he took a bunch of laxative before the battle to like clean himself out. Um, and he Great took too idea. much laxative. So he was yeah. stuck in camp. So you can't use that leader. Well, so it's like him going in for his for his, for his, his colonic. Exam. Yeah. Well, his and the truth is with Chariots of Fire, I mean, Berg has a lot of freedom because like, Oh, we sure. Don't, we don't we really don't know. know how any of these fucking battles were. Like, I mean, I get that he did the battles, and that's cool to see how the chariots go, but we don't know any of that shit. Like, yeah, and he's and he's candid about that too. There are plenty of times in the notes where he's like, eh, you know, some sources that say it was this, some say it was that, some say there were four thousand, some say there were seven thousand. Whatever, you know, this is what we decided to do here and go. Right. Line up some counters and have some. Fun. But even even how they fight, like uh, I, I listened to Ancient Warfare podcast and they just did an episode on chariots. Like no one knows how chariot people actually fought. Like did they dismount? Did they fight? Did they ride in? They don't know. And you get battle wagons. Oh no, dude, those those dude. carts. But but I agree. Who cares? Chariots of fire is all good fun. And it's the, fun. Roll some Troy, dice. When I saw the Troy thing at the end, I was like, "Fuck yes, <laughs> that fucking that's great." That was the moment. That was the moment, and that set me on the path to uh, GBOH. And I'm I'm glad I'm into that system. Yeah. All right, Jason. What's your number seven? My number seven is a week in hell, the Battle of Way. Wow. Yeah, I Gosh. love this game. You this reviewed is... this one a while back, didn't a you? A long. This was this was early. Um, I remember it. Anyway, go on. Sorry. So it's a solo game that came out from Battles Magazine. You know, it's like the the five by seven Ziploc bag, um, and it's just one week at the beginning of the Battle of Way. You're south of the river, trying to overtake these neighborhoods. Um, you have to. It's so. It's such a tight game. You know, you have to protect the bridge from being blown. Um, as as you're kind of progressing through the city downtown um you have to keep your lines of communication tight you have to protect your your rear because every night you have to roll against you know the the nba uh nlf kind of infiltrating back into the city um yet it, it's such a tight 
tight game and it tells such a great story in you know two or three hours um i don't know it's 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 it, it was an early game for me i mean this game came out a while ago so so what part of about the mechanism how it works really stands out for you like what what if there's one system it has what what is that um i, th I think the infiltration is is really like oh shit you really have to pay attention to to um to what you're to, you know how you're advancing you can't just send you can't just send some some guys out because there's there's some strategic locations that you need to capture um but if they just go out on their own it's it's going to be harder to fight if they're if they're by themselves um, now does this start with you trying to recover way after the initial assault by the vc exactly or is this, so okay. so it's it's after um the, so they've overrun most of the city now you're trying to take back most of the areas right and you're not you're not in the walled city the imperial city up north Got you're it. you're south of the river like around the 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 advisors where the exactly the, so the mac v um right you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, everybody's in the MACV position to start the game. Um, and then you're spreading out. You have to protect the river with, with some units because um, you still need to go to get up north and you're trying to bring guys down south um, for, for replacements and things like that, reinforcements. And, and, and <clears throat> Jason, once again, name of the game? A Week in Hell. Who's the manufacturer? Uh, it, it's Nuts is the publisher, but it's it came from Battles Magazine. And Price Point? I mean, it was like twenty bucks, I think, when when I bought it. Um, I, it's it's I'm sure long out of print. Um, with Battles magazines going through their their whatever. Um, it's I don't know. It, it it's <laughs> it's one of those games early on that as a, a you know I I always liked and gravitated towards solo games, but they were always kind of like yeah, this is kind of just something to pass the time or or, or mm -hmm. learn a system. But mm -hmm. this game as a solo only game early on for me it was like wow this this is what it can do with with this very simple um system kind of fighting against you so you felt like you had actual real influence as a solo player. oh yeah oh yeah yeah Be because again if 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 you're not doing things specific to that you know house to house block to block fight that these marines were engaged in oh yeah it was um, brutal it was brutal. And yeah, if, I've, read, if, I've read a couple of books recently. About if you players. didn't, crazy. If if you don't kind of follow that 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 tactical discipline, the NVA is going to get behind you. The VC is going to get behind you, and and then you're fucked because yeah, all your victory point. It and, was basically the MacV guys, and then it was some of the Arvin up up at like by the, the northern area. That was right. The, the Arvin kind of hunkered down up there. Yeah. So so you're with the advisors, and then slowly the Marines kind of trickle in, and you're you're fighting. You know, and 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 this game is it's not granular to the building. It's kind of block by block. Uh, so you're you're trying to like capture area, that, like an yeah, area thing. Yeah. Cool. That's it's great. it's 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 so much fun. It's it, it tells such a great story, um, and and there's. Um, you know, events that can come in and kind of fuck you no matter what, um, which just kind of adds to the tension. Um, but in the time and and the footprint of the game, I mean, it's like a, you know, it's a smaller than 11 by 17 map with some pretty small chits that, that you're moving around. So small footprint, you could play it on coffee table. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's, nice. it's one of the early games for me that really kind of got in and, and and stuck with me. And, and it's so you still, can play this game while the wife is watching Real Horse Wives. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll still get it out at least once a year and play it. Uh, get through that fight. So yeah, if you're if you're reading, you know, Mark Bowden's book, or you're reading, you know, uh, Street uh, Streets of Streets on Fire, whatever it is. Um, That's a song. <laughs> it is a song. I'm thinking of fire in the streets. Excuse me. Um, By the way, checking on Geek Market. Uh, week in Hell, new US, hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, Ooh. it's it's Ooh. a good game. It's a good game. Kill bump too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 good. Hopefully, maybe they'll put like print and play files out or something, or somebody will pick it up. But yeah, great game. Not not likely. Probably uh, not. All right, so number six for me is going to be a series game that I'm going to drop, drop down. Uh, I, should, I don't know if I'm going to have to pour a shot for this one, but it's uh, Great Campaigns of the American Civil War. Oh, no, 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 no overlap for me. Pete? Nope, no overlap. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Rose no, that's, that's another one that I need to get on. Oh, so. Go on. Uh, I picked Rose to Gettysburg because Rose to Gettysburg is like a mm -hmm. really great combination of the gettysburg and the antietam campaigns uh it's a sandbox so basically for gettysburg it, uh, like samar and i played it at the ac i was going to ask about you and samar playing this game yeah it gives you you can do what you want like the confederates can run around and try to tax cities and you like, could raise clip the counters and, if you want yeah. you could do they whatever can clip, you want yeah they can do whatever they want um but units basically it's <laughs> gcacw so it's also great for solo because since units uh, accumulate fatigue as they move and you mark them, at any point if your wife is like, hey, did you do the trash cans out there? That you can stop playing and run outside, and it doesn't matter. The game is going to stop in the exact state that you left it. Those guys are going to have their three fatigue, right? So when your wife doesn't understand that you're trying to recreate the Battle of Gettysburg, it's fine. You can go out and clip the hedges or install the light or whatever the fuck she wants you to do. Uh, you can come back in the next day and it's fine. The table is exactly set the same way you need. So it's, it's actually perfect for a solo. And also because while you're trying to plan guys, like how they're going to move, we've talked about this with GCACW, but just to remember it, the system is you don't know which side's going to go when. So you both each side rolls two a die, and whoever rolls higher usually goes first. So the Confederates could go again and again and again and again if they keep winning initiative. And the other thing that kind of throws them down into the fact for a uh, solo game is the fact that when you move a unit based on what kind of unit it is, what the scenario is, you roll a die. So there's variable movement. A unit might, if you roll really well, they might move five hexes. They might move three hexes. So you don't know, but. That's it. That's basically how the system works. Is so, this the one that uh, that uh, if you have Stonewall Jackson's way oh, to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Stonewall Jackson's way is like the one that everyone wants, right? Because it's first bull run, second bull run, and so Stonewall Jackson's way two is like the higher, highly desirable one. Uh, but I like Roads to Gettysburg because it gives you this whole invasion route into the the north. Gettysburg, the Gettysburg campaign is pretty cool. The, and, and when you play this game, the, the battle of Gettysburg doesn't have to, have to happen at Gettysburg. It can happen somewhere else. But the other neat thing that they do with a lot of these games is 
you might get like just like with Stonewall Jackson's way where you get second Manassas and first Manassas with Rose to Gettysburg, you get Gettysburg and Antietam because it's the same maps. So Antietam is fought in 1862 between McClellan and Robert E. Lee and Gettysburg is fought a year later between Robert E. Lee and, and Meade. So uh, it's a great game. I think it's really i think the system is great especially if you're a solo player it's it's super solo friendly and but it's it's one of those few games that's great for solo players but also great face to face because the other player uh will you'll get to watch him just agonize as he tries to roll for his guys and they won't march they're like mm, no we're not going to move and and so they have to deal with all that stuff so fatigue is a big thing as you keep moving your guys they get more tired like you want to get there the fastest with the mostest but sometimes you find when you get there with the mostest they're so tired that they all get fucking slaughtered by the other guys dudes so so yeah samuel and i had a great time with the game yeah i think i mean it's hard to pick a gcacw by mmp this is by mmp uh game that stands out but if i had to pick one that i would be like yes i would play it again I had a great time playing with Samer, even though we got into a lot of fights and arguments because he was being rude to me, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, and playing this railway games when he should have been playing this Civil War games. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, right. So um, all of the all the modules are really good, uh, but I think this one's great for the pure sandbox. So in the game I played with Samer, Samer like went up and attacked like Harrisburg, and did pretty well up there. But the problem was, by the time he was done, uh, I had so many Union troops in Pennsylvania that he, he was almost like cut off. Like he couldn't actually fight it. In the end, the South has to fight some kind of decisive battle, I think, in Pennsylvania. And Samer looted too much, which is probably very Samer ish. But that's it. Sounds about right. What's the uh, learning curve on that? Like it, so, somebody has just heard your review and says, "Ah, it's time I do that." Let's grab it. What do they put it, put it down on the table yeah. and start pushing counters around? Yeah, okay. it, I, I don't know. Well, for me, GCA a, ACW needs someone to teach because that rule book is a fucking hot it, mess. Okay, because it's so easy to play, but you sit down to read the rules and it's like forty-five they, they, to fifty-five pages, and it's but, it's. But some of it, Jason, doesn't matter, right? So, so generally. <laughs> You're but right. I mean, a lot, but, a lot but, of it doesn't but matter. Trying to learn it from scratch, you, you don't know that, right? Like, there's so much like if this, then this that you don't need to know for ninety percent of the situations or eighty percent of the situations because it's an easy game to play, and it's only not on my list because I haven't played enough of it. But right. but I've when, played it at the when, con a couple times, and it's so much fun. When when you play with a guy, a guy will be like, "Yeah, if you go over this amount of fatigue, don't do it because you guys will be exhausted." Right. Right. Like he'll tell you, an opponent might tell you that. But you don't know that until you flip the book over on the right. back and see the, <laughs> right. the fatigue recovery right. table. Right. So, Pete, to answer your question, I, I'm going to step in here. I would say if, if you're a guy out there who wants to learn this system, put it on our monthly, you know, looking to play on Vassal geek list. Yeah. Just throw it up there. Someone's going to take you up on it uh, as long as you're, you know, a, 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 a guilty in good in decent standing yeah, um, they'll, they'll kind of walk you through it because right. um, it's it's really relatively easy to play and it's a lot of fun really good solo uh, i just haven't played enough of it i would think if you play it solo you'll learn a lot about the game yep for sure 
Right. Like, and it's really well suited for solo because you don't know which side is going to go next ever. Like the same <clears> side <throat> can go next forever until finally they're, they're so fatigued that they, let, let's say the union rolls higher than the Confederates for every single initiative phase. At some point during that turn, they're like, well, we're I'm so we're fatigued <laughs> now from moving around that we're not going to move anyone. So then it goes over to the Confederates and they can move guys. You're always going to, and I, I love the idea of the fatigue. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, super clever. Yeah. Cause it is one of those things like, do I need to get to that hex and, and is it worth expending the energy to get there or, you know, you know, is the other guy going to get there first? And, you know, yeah, that, that trade off of fatigue, um, yeah, so versus terrain. If you can, get, if, is, if you is can great. get a hold of any of them, they're all great. But I say for me, if I, this is why we're picking, I say Rhodes to Gettysburg. Man, yeah. that to take Washington cover art. Oof. It's yeah. Right. That's rough. Terrible. But, <laughs> but for me, for the Rhodes to Gettysburg, for the sandbox factor, for the fact that it has both Northern invasions involved, and it's so great for solitaire that that earns me a number six spot. I like it. I like it. So, all right. So now PD. 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 All right. I, I'm worried about the sipping. I'm going to take. Know. I'm going to take a preemptive sip. Yeah. Let's I'm all sip. Too. Let's sip. Okay. I'm, Some I'm, sipping I'm, music. I'm Paul. reaching. I'm reaching the 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 the, the median line on the mm -hmm. bottle of Jameson. Getting worried. Yeah, I brought so much the equator, with me. The equator on Jameson is starting. I'm approaching the equator. Yeah. All right, Pete. Okay, that's good. That's good. Number six, Flat Top by nice. Avalon Hill. God damn, Pete. Uh, old school yeah. shit. Yeah, I, like uh, I like the victory games. I like the, I like the naval going on here. Yeah, there's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of old school in there. But, you know, I... <sighs> I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to pick the ones that I can honestly say, hey, this is an all-time great game. In all honesty, are you going to do and more I, in the Pacific? Is this going to be what's the one Pacific War? <laughs> Victory, War which, which is the giant Victory one? In the, or Pacific War by Victory Games? Wait, which one's the giant one? Which one's the giant? Is yeah, it's Pacific, Pacific War? War. That's Mitch. That's what Mitch is diving into right now. As oh, matter of fact, Mitch, call me. That's Ken um, T. Ken T. tested that. Play tested that. Famous Ken. Famous Ken. That's right. Famous Shout Ken. Out to oh famous my God, Ken. Heard that name? He played. So he played tested with the guy who just died. The guy who developed Jesus it. Christ! Oh my God! Flat top. Flat top's another example of a game where the rules are super clean, super clean, easy to grasp for the most part. But when you set them in motion on that map, even when you don't play it double blind, the amount of tension that that game generates is tremendous every book that you read about the carrier war is always this cat and mouse of trying to locate the other guys trying to keep yourself from being located oh my god we spotted them let's get our planes fueled up and and armed up and on the deck and let's just hope god that they do not drop an airstrike on us while we're still building up our sortie that experience is captured to the nines now this is flat top this game. From, from 1977 uh, yeah, Avalon Hill. Wow, Craig S. S. Craig Taylor. Yeah, our, our oh, good old buddy. Yeah, Avalon Hill. I'm doing. Jason's yeah, and prior to that, it was Battle Line. Heck yeah, yeah. got to research. I if I want to get, I want to do this. Degree actually, right? Wow. It's Battle Line originally before that, but um, it is it is Carrier War with all the tension that uh, that comes along with it. Um, you're going to want to set aside for like battle scenarios. Um, uh, 
50 probably bucks, a good fifty bucks US. Very good. Yeah, you can. Oh, there are plenty of people who have it because they don't take the they don't take the leap. Um, it takes a bit of effort to play this game. You have to set aside a good nine hours to play a scenario. <laughs> it's a convention. Wow. It's a convention experience. How did I There's not steal this from Mister Sirwa's closet in sixth grade? I could have carried this one easily <laughs> under my shirt. No one would have noticed. Instead, I grabbed Panzer Blitz and Richthofen's War. Those are fine choices for a young man. But sorry, um, sorry, Mister Sirwa, but I think you contributed <laughs> to the uh, board game community so inadvertently. <laughs> There'd be no podcast without his closet. Mm -hmm. let's, just, let's just give his closet it's a gift props that keeps right on giving. Now. And he's definitely dead because he was almost dead when I, he taught me. So, And he didn't even leave those games to you. And his, actually, Jason Pipes got them. That's right. <laughs> Jason Pipes has everything I didn't steal. <laughs> God, is he a mortician? Like, what is he doing? Like, how does he get these games? No, he's a murderer. He's a murderer. <laughs> Pete, he murders, cannot, he Pete, murders people whoa, and then no, sells their games. Pete, whoa, 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 Pete. Whoa. This Pete's joking. Recorded. Pete's clearly joking. Allegedly. He's not a murderer. Allegedly. He's not a murderer. He he's come into possession of a lot of games. Where does he get all those games? Pete, stop it. Stop it. He's a Dexter of Wargaming. <laughs> Inspiration point for Jason. Uh, where were we? Flat top. Uh, yeah, so... The the best the best way I can explain it is we've we played this a game on a number of times. Uh, usual usual suspects around the table are myself and Ralph. Uh, B mode. Uh, Kev Sharp has been there. Tyler's Tyler's been in there. Uh, Jeff Newell kind of wanders in and tries to load torpedoes on dive bombers. Nice. <laughs> that goes nice. goes away and tends to something else at the convention. Love you, Jeff, but you know you know it's true. Uh, putting putting bombs on a Kate. Um, but the pure joy is when you have been plinking around the Coral Sea and four hours in, your Catalina spots that Japanese carrier task force. It's like, got you, you son of a bitch. Here it comes. You know, there was, there was this That's huge, nice. huge yell that, that, uh, that Tyler and I, let out when we Ter spotted terrible opsec by the way <laughs> yeah, that's that. right that's right and uh but it was the first time we played it game on and tyler and i had spotted b mode and ralph and tyler and i just got up and went yeah fuck yeah and the whole convention just turns around to look at us and you know the only thing that happened was that we spotted the fleet you know, it's not like there's like this big die roll or anything. It's just the pure passion and joy that you have of like, I got you now. Now here comes my airstrike and things are really going to start happening. How, so, how many how many safety complaints did they file against you guys for, for expressing yourselves that way? Like, um, well, too much. We, yeah, there was some time in the in the safety room. You had to spend uh, time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had to, you know, calm down a little bit. Um, uh, I'm going to stop myself there. All right, good. So that that's a good hit. So Jason, what do you got for number six? Uh, my number six is uh, D-Day at Tarawa, uh, and really the D-Day series, but but Tarawa I think is is my favorite of them. PV, um, you have you have any of those? Nope. Okay. See, this is the, it is the golden age of wargaming, right? We can be a lot of these games are games that are readily available. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fairly recent. 
I got D-Day at Iwo Jima. I am, it was nowhere near my top 10. Still so angry. Yeah, but that one's not very good. Yeah, you have very good stuff about that. Yeah, yeah. And the whole dots thing. I I mean, I I had, uh, don't get me started on the whole thing. I had the original one and, it's a it's a hard game to beat, but anyway, go on. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a challenge. So D at Omaha Beach is is great. Yeah, really hard, um, but still a lot of fun to kind of slog through it. Um, the uh, Dieppe game, I can't remember what it's called, is is good. It came in one of the magazines, um, but the the Tarawa and Palelu came out. You know, a couple of years later, they're still John Butterfield games. Um, you know, they're these tight tight islands. Um, <laughs> Dave beat me. I was going to ask for a pause after after this. The pause um, that refreshes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of fun. You know, it's it, I, there's something about that series of games of of the landings, kind of picking where to land, seeing what gets through that initial bombardment by the you know emplaced enemy. Um, the fields of fire with the dots on the map instead mm-hmm, of some mm-hmm. weird player card. It just, you know, you can kind of see the shit you're getting into as, as you're moving units. You can see kind of the meat grinder um, that each hex is. Um, as a solo game, I really, really like them. There's 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 so much meat there, uh, so much room to explore. The, the cards are great. Uh, every time you play it, it's going to be different. Um, you know, we, we kind of talk a lot on the podcast about, you know, the solo games that are puzzles and, 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 and can you solve them? And, and I don't think with these they're solvable because of the, 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 the cards uh, the, you know, the, the, the way the fields of fire are going to come out that the, that's absolutely initial right. You just feel like come you're, in. yeah. Yeah. A sinner before an angry God. Exactly. Like, what did yeah. I do to deserve so this? Sorry. Oh my yeah. God, I'm getting shredded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's fun, and it, it you know you you start just like ambush, right? You start feeling for the guys, just like a weekend hell. Yeah. You start feeling for these units that that are just getting chewed up by this enemy that you have no control over. Um, love the series, D Day D Day at Taro. I think is my favorite. Uh, I like the way the the landing craft work in that one. Um, lots of fun. Does that lots one have a mechanic similar like in D Day where for example, in D-Day, to overcome uh, certain fortifications, you need like an engineer team, a Bangalore mm-hmm. team, etc. Is it the mm-hmm. same mechanic? Yeah, there it has as well? the specialized units and the heroes and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's where it gets so painful. It's just like I needed that Bangalore <laughs> He's guy. He's just there. bleeding yeah. out on yeah. the on a or, yeah, beach yeah. right now. Yeah, he didn't even make it to the landing. Oh, there, there's so one coming up in three turns, but yeah, we need this hex now. Yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile the uh, the tide is coming in, and the amount of beach hexes that you have to work with is shrinking. Just it's it's mm-hmm. tense. It's it's a it's a good system, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, I wish so they had left it with him. Let's let's. I know. Like why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? It's, it's, Why? It's so, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Give us a Nancy character. Because I thought it was popping the Iwo Jima thing, and then I realized halfway through, it's kind of like I'm I'm walking through, it and I realize I'm halfway through a minefield. Now I'm like, do I oh, go back you out? Can't see it. Do yeah. I go forward? Like I don't know where the fuck to go. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're in a minefield. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. All right. So I'm at number five. So I'm gonna. Can we? 
can I call for a pause? Dave, you beat me to it. I need I need to do the same. Oh, or should yeah, we just yeah. should we just do the same? No, you can go Cause, to the bathroom. Because I need more I need more booze too. I well go get relief. Pete, okay. are you okay? Because I think this is that my choice is gonna be mostly Pete and I. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Is there so gonna be a shot? The, the Jason stay right here so before okay. this. We'll just in case. Just Pete, in case. Pete, get your shot ready. I like it. Pour your shot now. Number five, mm-hmm. ASL. Oh shit! Valor of the Guards. Nope. Nope. It's series match, so you overlap. I know you picked an ASL product. Nope. Are you kidding me? Wow. Wow. He did not pick ASL. Nope. Wow. Zinger. So, Interesting. Right, so, so here's. All right. I will take a sip of Brotherhood there, though. I will. I will. Wow. I'm shocked. So basically, for me, ASL Valor of the Guards, I, I really enjoyed the ASL stuff, especially when we went to AAC Con. We played Red Factories. It was fucking great. I mean, the game was. There weren't that many hard to understand command rules, like special rules, campaign rules for the system. So we really enjoyed it. It was the guys. The maps, the counters look great. Uh, but for me, Valor of the Guards is kind of the product that I really think I enjoy. Like, it's, it, it's a Stalingrad game that came out a couple years ago. Uh, but it, it has an area, it covers an area that's maybe south of where the Red Factories area is. So it has, like, the Stalingrad or the, uh, the what was it, the Univermag, the Univermag uh, department store. has Our Pavlov. favorite. It says Pavlov's house. We'll always house. have the Univermag department store, Dave. Yeah, Nobody can got, take that away, away from got, us. It's got Pavlov's house. It's got the nail factory. It's got all these great locations. Oh, it's locations. got everything. It, yeah, yeah. And, and so Red Barricades doesn't quite have that same feel where uh, where Valor of the Guards, you're kind of fighting through like neighborhoods. So the different areas, it's all residential burnout houses. So they have, there's a lot more character. There's giant open squares and so it's, it's just a great game. Uh, if you can get Valor of the Guards, I would get it. ASL, I'm not going to get the big argument of whether it's a great game. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I don't think it's the best game ever made. But uh, I think it's a great tactical World War II game. It tells a great story. I like playing it. So fuck it. Who cares? Why argue? Just that's so. That's my product. That's <laughs> number five. Is my Valor of the Guards. Why argue? Hey, you got to give a, a shout out to at least one location on the Red Barricades map. And I know you weren't on that map with us, but uh, Abe and I had an epic battle for the chemist shop. Uh, oh, the chemist, chemist shop's great. Yeah. Chemist shop is a great. Oh, and they have all these great... names like the Commissar's house, the Red yep. House, like all these. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. shoring up the Commissar's house. We were, Pete, we were getting am, ready Pete, for. I'm amazed you did not like put a, a single ASL product down. You'll see. Yeah, right. that's interesting. All right. So that's my number five. Now it's Pete. He's going to curveball five. and throw some ATS on there. <laughs> 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 for Mitch and Tony. Oh God. Um, all right, maybe get ready for this. Uh, I'm going to start out with OCS. Ugh, I'm already Sicily. Shot. All right, I'm shot in. Right, <laughs> no shots for me. No shots. I'm no. in for series, not for uh, not for. Okay, we're in OCS for series. Sicily. Okay. You said? okay, yeah, OCS Sicily. So, so Jason, you didn't pick a single OCS game. No. Oh God. Oh, the sound of disgust! No, 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 no! I, 
I eat the fat and you eat the lean. And between the two of us, we, we lick the spoon clean. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> it's like Jack Spratt and his we're, wife. We're... <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be your wife any day, Dave. And we're buddies. We're going to be buddies forever. <laughs> what, do, what do we want to say about OCS? Um, it's a great uh, what, what, yeah, what what I'll say is is what's been echoed on this podcast. I'm still recovering before. from my shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, Dave, you mentioned it when uh, you brought up that you and I had started. Sicily has too it. many special rules. And too yeah, much naval stuff. Too much naval stuff. Yes, um, true. It detracts and from you the might, fun. You might you might want to go to Tunisia or something, but I don't have the the playing time with Tunisia. This to is your experience. on the list. As an yeah, immature, an immature, partially yeah. developed OCS mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. Uh, raw yet eager young. Buck. Your stamen is barely sticking out. <laughs> the stamen is the dick part, right? Yes, it is. Yes, and the welcome to flower it's... talk. <laughs> <laughs> the pistol sounds like stamens, the dick part. Stamens and pistols. I know. What do I know? Could be misconstrued. I know. God. Don't want to offend anybody. Sorry, flowers. <laughs> um, yeah, this this game for me is I am definitely a John come lately to it. Uh, for some reason, I had thought that it was overwrought or over complex. That's why you it's fixed no- this. <laughs> That's why you- yeah. Well, it was the right place to start at the time. And uh, it was I saw- a great starter product for them, where they did like a magazine attached yep. to Sicily. Genius. Yep. Right? Yeah. And I saw I saw it was almost two years ago to the day, uh, Duck and Medicine Man playing Sicily at Game On and hovering over it and going, shit, this is not at all the convoluted experience i thought it was mm-hmm. it's and, actually and, super clean and, Pete, and then i read sure, the rules. Pete, just to be sure you took a shot right when you called oh i sure did <laughs> i sure did don't you worry my my nose hairs are burning um don't you worry your pretty little head <laughs> blue flames shooting out of my nostrils right now it's it's all good uh but the, the beauty of that game is you just don't move stuff on a map. You consider. Yeah. Right, and we played it. We played it had fun. Yeah. we You got to witness the worst allied airdrop ever. <laughs> they were bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> they were horrible. But still, um, the allies are, it's, it's similar to Liberty Roads where even if it goes bad, dude, you're the allies. It's going to be fine. Yeah, like, you're still rolling. Like even in the worst situation, you're probably going to land everybody. Yeah, and you, and your point is fair. Like there are better there are better points of entry, at least in terms of the complexity with this one, where you don't have to do like the garrison rolls, and you have the naval rolls, and how far can the ships move, and when can they move? I mean, that was a little uh, confusing at first, or at least took you know flipping through the rule book. Yeah, all the uh, landing attempts. You have to do all the landing yeah, attempts. Yeah, there's 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 extra overhead there. It's like go get Tunisia two. It's in print. You can set up a simple scenario and, and go on your way. Perfect. I mean, generally in an OCS game, you have a map, it's a land battle, and you know I'm getting this many SP per turn at this location. So then you worry about that. A Sicily is very different because it's about landing SP, trying to get them. It, it just creates... And what's what's the your axis of advance going to be? And... Right. It, it's it's not quite the same as... Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly I, right. Because I have an OCS game as one of my picks, but it's not there's no naval. There is naval, but not 
It's not Sicily, but I don't have to take a shot because I just did. <laughs> but you know when, and then when you and I played uh, Smolensk with the uh, the that was the a good low, game. That was a great game, and when when we had that gestalt moment of look at what's happening in that pocket. <laughs> it would have been right? great too if we didn't have to search for five hours for a Flampanzer <laughs> counter that was actually back at your house in Seattle. That's right, and I'm looking at the spot in my office where it was on the floor right now. Son I can see bitch. it right now. We're at to the your edge credit, of my to solo credit, table. To your credit, you copped out to it. And you said, sorry. Because <laughs> we made like, we searched for that fucking counter for like fucking hours. <laughs> we were patting down the floor. We were like shaking our shorts. Dave's going into the bathroom. Hang well, on I, a sec. Let me, I did. Let me get I, pulled, really I, I fucking did it. I, I strip searched myself. Because I think on the podcast, it had just been like two months before that, that you told the, the ASL shit. In the shower story. Oh no, that no, that was way old. That was, that was old. Dude, I went into the hotel restroom and, and literally stripped he did. myself. I fucking took off my pants, my underwear, everything. I'm like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is this flame panzer battalion? It was back. It was back at in Pete's Seattle. house. Yeah, back in Seattle. Like cozy all in the rug. But Pete did send me a picture. I was like, motherfucker. Because <laughs> basically I was like, because my, my perspective was like, hey, because we're, we're trying to like punch out counters. So you're thinking maybe I lost it. So I'm like, fuck, dude, if I lost your counter, I'll fucking buy you the game. Like, I'll, I will you were very gracious. Game, right? were, I'm like, you were very gracious I don't want to, you know, you don't want to lose a counter for like a flam panzer battalion. That's important. But Key to victory. Okay. Key to victory. <laughs> so anyway, so you love like OCS. Love you're OCS. A fan. Yes. Pity's fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Sicily and, uh, is I have not my life a great game to, to get into it. Like, I, I think I think you're going to love it more once you play more. I want to. I want to play. Uh, I know what we're playing next. So there you go. And I bet you it's. What are you guys lesson. playing next? Well, oh, spoiler. Never mind. Well, we'll see. I'll say right. my yeah, questions. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jason, You'll find out. I'm going to put my finger on my lower lip mm-hmm. quite fast. Jason, mm-hmm. what's your number five? My number five is downtown. God nice. damn, fucking Vietnam. Air War. Nice. <laughs> Dave, are you nice surprised? choice. What is I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just glad I don't have to take this, a shot at this. This is, point. this is, this is what I'm, what I do. This is, <laughs> this is why I'm here. <clears throat> do you um, need to read Hastings' Vietnam book? I do, like, I do. It's, it's on my list. I, I own it. I just haven't read it yet. Uh, and I, and Jason also, I did just audiobook something. Oh, what's your so, audiobook? I know I was really reluctant to audiobook, okay. but I. Well, what did you listen uh, to? I don't want to say. Okay, that's that's okay. Because it's a diet thing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I listen to all the Game of Thrones. Is it, books. Is it a Julian Michaels book? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> God, why did I even mention? I could have not even said anything. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to cut no, it out. No, it's that's called, not why you get on this called, podcast. Uh, it's called uh, "Delay, Don't Deny." Okay, that's fair. And it's a, it's a I can go for spending too. It's it's oh, inter- yeah. it's about intermittent fasting. I like it. I'm thinking about doing that. Oh, no, it's the big thing. I keep putting on weight. Well, I'm telling you, I've closed my window. I I noticed I was kind of trying to do it a little bit, and I was doing like a uh, 12 to 8 eating window, and I recently cut it from 3 to 8, and I'm losing a lot. 3 to 8? Five hours. And what a glorious five hours those are. <laughs> you no. only eat game on five hours a day. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't eat breakfast, don't eat lunch, eat dinner and snack in the mid afternoon. Jesus, 
I bet you're saving some money. Hmm. I feel good. That hurts. All right, downtown. Um, I would I would say this is an operational level air game. Um, great system, great two player. The the kind of prototype or draft solo rules that Lee has up on his website for this are great. Um, I think Ralph and I played this last year at AACCon. We he now, killed. Is, it, is this a full on product? Like who sells this? GMT. GMT. So, yeah. so like somebody, some kid comes in and says, "Hey, I want to buy a game downtown. You can buy it." Uh, not right now because it's out of print. Because oh! I, I think almost everything on my <laughs> list is out of print. Yeah, sorry, um, guys. I'm a hipster. What? What? what, sorry, what? No, you, yeah. can, you can get elusive victory still for cheap. Or, anyway, or what's the red uh, storm? Right, you can get that one. Same red system. Storm. Yep. If you're into hypothetical stuff, this is downtown. It's a. Uh, it's. The air war over uh, Hanoi. I don't know. I, there's something about the 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 this <laughs> the, it, the the game is so easy to play, but it has a lot of kind of crunch factor in it. There's a lot of kind of weird things. Um, Lee's particular brand of uh, politics is maybe too strong of a word, but his his outlook on on war is definitely in this game. The, like, like the, you mean the, like how like how things would have affected the war? Or? No, well, I, yeah. So to that, yes, because the you U.S. basically can't on... win, right? the The U.S. can't win in this game oh. because if you lose any any combat units, you're you're out basically. But but. The, the fragility of fighter pilots um, and if there's any contact basically the pilots break you know for the most part that's that's I'm, I'm well, being thought, a little bit hyperbolic much, but no, like we're talking like against uh, like fighters like MiGs mm -hmm. yeah phantoms on MiGs right yeah I think they would drop <laughs> their shit right and, and and they would and they would they would boogie out and that's, but, that's but in they here. didn't have but they didn't have like fighter coverage or anything or so I'm talking about the fighters, not not the bombers. The bombers are going to make their run, basically, no matter what. Oh, so the bombers would run from big bank fights? No, 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 no. I'm saying the fighters would. So the the, the fighters are are running their kind of Overwatch. If they contact MIGs, they they right. almost always break. Um, not always, but almost always. But but you know the the v Vietnamese pilots are also pretty fragile. They that. They don't have a, a huge loadout. <coughs> this game just—I don't know. I could play it. I could play this game forever. Um, you know, it's it's top five. I could play this game over and over and over again. I could play this at every AC con. Um, there, there's so much there. Even though you know, as the the Vietnamese player, you're not doing a ton. You're just basically playing defense with your fighters and your SAM units. Um, I know that the other games have some more for both sides to do with bombing, um, but the Vietnam story, um, the, the the aircraft that are in the game, it all speaks to me. Great, great game, uh, number five all time. Downtown. Have you and played? I, um elusive victory or any of the other ones um i haven't i owned elusive victory for a little while i think i think i gave it to somebody because i just knew i wasn't going to play it um red storm didn't really speak to me elusive victory is the one that 
that I would like to maybe pick back up because I, I do like that period too. I like the the Arab Israeli wars, um, so I might I might pick that one up and, and and do some of that too. I think that one can be had reasonably. reasonably there might even yeah. be copies floating still around at GMT. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I might I might get that one again and give that a try. Ralph, but the uh, system's and, great. Yeah, Ralph's playing it next week at. Uh, hmm game on with another local buddy of ours so i'm definitely sitting nice. in on that one yeah. drinking some beers and watching because yeah. it's about time i hop in yeah all right so i'm uh number four ocs dac two wow, nice. gorgeous wow i was thinking you were gonna say korea but gorgeous i'm looking was, at my copy right I now i was too honestly i no, was I expecting think, uh, korea I, i'm it's playing the year of korea, korea. I'm playing Korea, but I think DAC2 is the playable OCS game, big game, one of the monsters between Case Blue and DAC2. Those, those are the huge ones. Um, what can I say? Everything they've said about OCS is true. It's great. Uh, accessible. It might seem large, but I think with the DAC2 thing, you have uh, small groups of units that get brought in at times. So. I think it fits in well for that four spot. Nice, nice. I'm taking it. I'm taking a sip. By the way, <laughs> solidarity sip. <laughs> I already drink. I already drink off the other side. So, we're, I'm I'm glad we didn't do one for every game because I know. So Pete, I'm, I'm barely hanging Pete, on you're from the four, sipping. Pete, and the, Pete's number but four. I, I just hold on. I want to talk about OCS for a minute. Like, oh. it, like, like Pete was saying, it it seems like such a monster. It seems like such a you know, you hear people talk about OCS and it seems like it's this huge thing. You look at the rule book and it's huge. It's such a playable game and I love every decision counts, right? You can't just yes. move guys willy-nilly. You can't just make bad attacks. Well, yeah, it's every easy to decision play. matters. It's easy to play. And surprise takes all the, the authority out of the player's hands, right? So you, you roll for surprise. Based on the action rates units, you roll it. So you can have the best attack you thought you were ever going to get overrun. You're going to definitely get this overrun. And then somehow surprise screws you up and then you're screwed. Like it, it goes the other way, like three columns the other way. And you got your special super recon unit gets smoked. I seem to remember um, a set of Italian supply wagons routing some American <laughs> stewards. In Sicily, oh, that does that does that ring a bell? That has that has <laughs> what I would say is, it's not a beer and pretzels game, right? Like you can't. No. And so Rex Stites and I were playing OCS Korea, and he was. But the rules you know, are structured. The rules are very structured. Right, but you can't get drunk and play this game. At least nope. I can't. Um, well, I can't because well, I I get in like a like an analysis paralysis of like. Oh, yeah, that's possible. I don't want to lose right. these guys, right? So and you're possible. like counting on your fingers and toes. How many <laughs> right, exactly. do I need? Here's I need this and this. And yeah, yeah. yeah so if you're it, feeling it, bad because you're drunk. I don't know. I don't know how we can defend <laughs> that. But yeah, I'm am sorry, Rex. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's yeah, a good system. Me, I just haven't I, played it, enough for it, it to be my top. Like 10. OCS for me is my major system. That's the one I'm going to pick. At that number four spot, I am surprised and, that OCS is above ASL for you. Yeah, but ASL, I don't. Think I think Dave. I system. think ASL. I don't know. We have a whole minute. We don't have an OCS minute. Mm. 
Yeah, but how, <laughs> we have done the ASL minute for like a, like how long? Uh, probably right? a year. Three and years. Half. Yeah, a year. So, uh, and I, I I do like Case Blue. I love I love all the East Front stuff for SCS, but for me, Dac Two is the one to go. Nice, I like it. Well, you know, there are some who say that. Uh, OCS was not designed for the Eastern Front, no. so you're probably right going with that. So, are we done with PD number, number four? four? <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, PD yeah. number four. PD number four. PD number four. Uh, my number four is Fear God and Dreadnought. That's nice. the World yeah. War One naval combat rules. I like uh, it. I like it. I'm yeah, going to take a solidarity suit because there are that's, games that was so you should be fun. like, Pete. What are you doing? There are games you'd be advocating for. Wait. All right. Fine. All right. Listen on. And thank you for the solidarity step. That was a lot of fun. Uh skippering next to you at uh at Dallas. Man, that was a hell of a game. I you know, I I'm so for some reason, because Dave gave me a, a miniatures game with, with the rules. Uh oh, Jesse dude, I have more I haven't even given you half I know, the shit I know. Like and Jesse gave me uh, some Vietnam fighters and some miniature rules. And I I, I was, I'll say, was so reluctant to play any of these miniatures games and then seeing what Rex did. And I know you guys have played at the cons before, but I was just, you know, it's like, why are you, know, you so just, nervous about it? I don't know because I, you know what? I, I do know. I'll tell you because I gave you an ethically diverse platoon of us. I do. <laughs> you, you did. I, so on my, on my bookshelf in my bedroom, I have two of the minis and, and there's a white guy and a black guy. Up on up on my bookshelf that Dave's are they high are they high fiving? <laughs> <laughs> They're dapping. Um, oh my god! <laughs> um, but I I I think because I know like this is why I never played World of Warcraft. I have an addictive personality, and if I get into something, I I won't buy a Nintendo Switch because if I do we're not doing this podcast again because I'm going to lose my life for about a year into that uh, thing. Right. Like, yeah, but playing what? I don't know. Like whatever. Like, I just, I get obsessed with things and I get lost in them. And that's where I am with my lame is no longer Jason. It is link. Yes. Yeah. Call me link. Call me link. I, th- I think you're underestimating yourself. I, I, I am, but I know I have that tendency and, and so, you know, to protect myself, I've kind of, not even looked at miniature wargaming, but but the fear fear god and dead dreadnought was yeah, but like you have the, oh, you have the whole that's... guild you have me and all the other guild guys who are older who are like like a grungy influence on you. <laughs> we'll, we'll crunch you down. We'll crunch it down. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah. be like, why the fuck are you on your phone, dipshit? That's true. That's true. So yeah, that's a, I, so I'm on, so I'm on board were, with the fear god and dreadnought. You were you were smitten with the, with the visuals to an extent then with the ships. He liked the ships on the. It wasn't even the visuals. The the oh, the, the, the gameplay like it was just cool because there were what six for Jason, eight of us around the for table. Jason, wait until That's I right. bring, when, wait until when I get out there and I bring out the knights with all the colors mm. and the, the Jason's going to be smitten. Yeah, I unless it. it's all industrialist, right? Because like, like smoke and steam. <laughs> The like the train games and the RPGs, right? We have six, you know, we have, we have four to like eight guys around a table, right? And and there's something about that 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 I think spoke to me at the con, and I think that kind of environment would would get me into a miniatures game, to where I'm okay. Now I'm gonna buy the rule book. I might not buy the minis. I might not run the games, but 
I, I wouldn't mind sitting down and playing with the guys at, at the cons. Yeah, you bring up a really good point because I mean, the I mean, communal aspect of getting around a table and playing minis and being able to mingle and always have something to do as opposed to playing an eight-player game where you're and you waiting on the your guy turn. Next to you like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What are you doing? You know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, but Jason, it's like all happening. It's it's kind of but Jason, organized Jason, bedlam. You, Jason's not like a, a random guy at the convention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. He's not like some guy who just showed up. Like, well, since when do we play like, with I, random guys? I, but I think we don't Jason do that could, anymore. Jason might not do it, but Jason could walk up and be like, "Hey, I'm Jason from Bucket. Put my dick I'd like on the table. This game. Like, yeah. and guys yeah. would be like, "Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Get out of the way. I'm destroyer. taking your spot. For, yeah, here, handle this destroyer. Like, like that would never. It would that never would, happen. That would literally never happen. I could not literally it happen. No, where they'd be like, "Hey, fuck off!" But it was Who fun. You. Yeah, the the beauty the beauty of this game. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Is I'm, not, that, I'm not I'm not but, sure what we're arguing. <laughs> we don't, we're, we're not arguing. We're just talking. Do we need to hug out? Hug something out here? Let's take a solidarity sip. Yeah, I'm there. Hang on. So I think the problem is we've stalled. Right, we're we've stalled. Number four. I'm sorry. I, I I distracted us on on the mini stock. No, I no, I don't think you did because you're. Oh no! Talking to, no, rely to on the Irish. Are... Rely on the Irish Catholics to get it started again. Let's let's start to get the engineers. Germans are going. The wasps are going. Are we every? Are we all good? We're good. Engines running. Choo-choo. Okay, we're all up. Fuels we're up. All back. Fuels up. All right. So we're on number four. I did OCS DAP2. Yep. And Pete did Fear, Fear God and Dreadnought. Guild Standard. Tell us a little bit about the game. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what, right off the bat, um, one of the, the best so things on. about this game hold is on. that it's, it's, Pete, it's Pete number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pete number four, Fear All God right. and Dreadnought. Yeah, we're there still on number four. Um, is the way you can get people That's a lot right, of people the whole, the around whole the thing like collapse the whole system <laughs> and you can and everybody everybody gets a ship or gets uh or gets a division of destroyers or something and you have the opportunity to always be doing something always be moving through the phases together um just to walk it back a bit um it goes through, you pre-plot your movement, and uh, you designate what your fire is going to be if you're going to shoot torpedoes and things, and you go into the action phase where it's like, okay, let's execute our moves, and you're moving your ships like, okay, my ship is moving at 20 knots, and it was able to accelerate by 4 knots, so it's going to go 24 knots, and we're going to turn this way and this way, and the beauty of it is, is that when you, when you play this game at a convention, uh, it's it's not like everybody is part of the Royal Navy and we're moving in battle lines and, <laughs> and executing perfect tactics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it gets it gets a little cowboy. It gets at times. messy. Yeah, yeah, it gets messy and it gets kind of fun messy. Um, and you know, as you play the game more and more, you, you you learn that you know to balance out that messy with with some good tactics as well. Um, but that's that's the joy of of that game is just getting on there. You've got your ship. Uh, there's the enemy out there and you know you might be trying to sink their ships or deny them access to an area and uh, you got a crunchy system that accounts for 
all different kinds of things like sea state and visibility and battle smoke. But once you get the system down, it's super smooth and super fast. And uh, the rules are a bit opaque. It's a clash of arms game. It's uh, the manual style. Uh, Mitch pointed out really well. He said it was written by uh, by uh, or like uh, like field manuals. <laughs> He's, he couldn't be more right uh, because to find a reference or to find the answer to a rule, sometimes you have to go into two or three different chapters uh, and bounce around a bit. But hey, um, call me. I've got the cheat sheets. I'll hook you up, baby. And it's really a very simple system. I mean, Jason, like you, you came in cold. And yeah, you I had no idea. Making what decisions I was doing. and skipper, but right, yeah, but immediately, right, immediately, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I just say how fast I'm going in the direction I want to turn and that's and that's it and then once you get in range what I'm firing at and and you guys all three of you you know Rex was running the game um you and Ralph kind of ass assisting and you know I could just ask questions and oh yeah you know I didn't have to get into the nitty-gritty and I think that's what made it for me is I could just sit down and play and and, and that for me was great yeah, and you're and you're just there in the fray, and you're trying to close the distance between your ship because uh, and the other ship because you know that your guns can't mm -hmm. penetrate that ship mm -hmm. until you get at least Gotta you know four thousand yards within range. And meanwhile, this other guy's you know a larger class ship with better armor penetrating guns, and he's just hammering away at you as you're trying to close. And you're like, my God, please just hold together, hold please together, I can line me. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that kind of tension and those kinds of moments that the the game really brings forward, and, and in a very simple way. Um, so I I think in terms of uh, uh, a naval miniature system, uh, once you crack the code and you get some good cheat sheets uh, in there, it's it's the best one for your buck. Um, it's it's fun. It's easy to welcome other players in and introduce them to it. And hey, if you want to start running it yourself, yeah, you can get into some nitty gritty with it and get to know the deal, the, the rules more intimately. Or you can just show up and say, "Hey, look, there's seven people over there having a great time. Mm. Hey, what's one yep. more? You yep. know? Oh yeah, yeah we'll throw some ship. destroyers down. Yep. You know, here, take these. Go, let's play. And it goes anywhere from pre-Dreadnought era, you know, with the uh, with the Russians and the Japanese up through World One, World War Two, and even into the Harpoon." rule set which covers cold war and even into today uh and it, it works it works the same systems the same structures work so big love letter and sloppy kiss for fear dog <laughs> all right that's all right, Pete, all right God. let's keep the uh the naval theme going here uh, Jason? My, my number four is second fleet Bang! We have overlapped. Hell yeah! Oh, I knew it. Overlap. This this was the one I, I was knew sure this of one was for me and Petey. Well, I'm gonna do a courtesy sip. I was I, counting I on it. this and ambush. I was yeah, counting on this. Yeah. Those were my two for you. Yeah, I thought maybe you might have ogre, but yeah, ambush. Ambush was a no brainer. Yep, second fleet though. I'm gonna take a shot. Mm. The whole oh, the whole fleet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all warm and tingly. The fleet system is great. Um, <coughs> it models that kind of hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I have I have stitches in my mouth, so the the wild turkey is really getting in there and doing its work. So it's triggering. It goes straight coughs. to the bloodstream. Yeah, right? yeah. Jason's <laughs> a wounded veteran. He's I, a I veteran. Had, so. I had surgery two days ago in my mouth. Um, <clears throat> these the the fleet games, all of them that I've played, even you know Fifth Fleet, which. Or is it six? I can't. I have trouble keeping them straight in my head. But six is the original. Where it's two D six. Yeah, so six of the, uh, is D10. kind of a little a little wonky. Um, the vassal module for fifth fleet's not very good. Um, second fleet, I think, is my favorite. It's the one I've played the most. Uh, Ty and I played at Swolcon the first year, DonkeyCon, whichever whichever con you you choose to attend. Um, it's you know, it's that that World War Three, Cold War gone hot, eighties, you know, carrier action. Um, it, I'm, I know Pete's going to talk about it more, so so maybe I'll leave it there. It's just no, a, go go, buddy. Such go. a good game. Um, you know the the yeah the the three systems. You get you have your air, you have your surface, and your and your submarines. The way you can deploy the different the different uh, units with trying to detect because the hexes are huge, right? And you have the stack of counters in them, uh, so you have to you have to make sure you can you can actually see where you're trying to attack. Uh, the way the task fo- task force task forces work uh, and task groups work, and and you know rewarding that kind of uh, strategic level play. It's such a good system. It it and I I'm not a huge hypothetical you know war guy, but these fleet games are are fantastic. Um, and again, you know, it's these <coughs> these victory games that just they keep giving. Um, and and this is one of the games. Um, Trip and I are going to start up a seventh fleet game. You know, every once in a while we'll we'll get a peep play by email game going and and these games are one if everyone if anyone ever says hey are you up to play a a fleet game play by email yeah you know sign me up i'll i'll take uh-huh. my turn you know they're so easy to play live they're they're relatively fast especially the campaign or the the scenarios so the campaigns obviously take a little bit longer but play by email they work really really well um great games a lot of uh a lot of cool things to do um with with some kind of you know strategic level combined arms with with your surface and air fleets and it's it's it they're 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 great games yeah you're you're allocating your strategic air for for the day and you know okay you know who's going to go out and you know sweep the airspace to make sure we have air superiority so right, that we can get set our assets like, up yeah yeah, I mean, all these things. It's like, so oh, good. God, he's got subs out there, or he's got surface fleets that I need to detect, and I need to get air superiority in that zone uh, to be able to do that. I mean, all kinds of decisions going in there. And, then, of course, you can use those air assets tactically, too. So you're mm-hmm. making a decision mm-hmm. about, oh, my God, do I use it tactically? Or st- ah. and, like, and like Dave awesome. was saying with OCS, it's such a – uh, uh, not formulaic, but you you know everything you're doing, you just go step by step, right? Like it's it's not there's no vagueness in the rules. It's if you want to do this thing, here's how you do it. You do this, 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 and that's it. There's there's no interpretation. So tight, 
Um, and it really lets you really do whatever you want within that space, right? Yeah, if so you just good. follow the process. You follow the process. Yeah. yeah. The game, the game, this is the, the, the analogy I've always thrown out. The game is like a midnight blue 1968 Camaro, right? And you've got this badass small block 350 in there. These, these are and all these Pete's teenage fantasies. I don't know why oh, yeah. you're like, oh, wrapped up in these things. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking 80s here, fellas. So let's keep going. This, this Camaro was made two years before I was born. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and you say, my God, you look at that engine. But then you look at the carburetor and you realize, okay, the carburetor is elegantly constructed and it's actually a very simple mechanism. That's the same thing with this game, is that all the subsystems are super clean, super straightforward, and they just lock together yep. to give you, you know, five hundred freaking horsepower down down, you know, Stonetown Road and Ring Room, baby. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. it's gorgeous. Yep. It's gorgeous. Great and I suck at it. Boy do I suck at this game. <laughs> But I will play it every time you you put it in front of me. Every Some, time. Somehow for me, it's I, I actually grok it. I, I do okay, but yeah, it's yeah, it's one of my favorites. All right, Jason, what you got? That was me. That was Jason. You're, 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 you're ready to back up. Well, Pete was so enthusiastic about it. That I wasn't <laughs> sure if that was Pete or Jason. That was me. Day for Guys, number three. Expect me. Well, this is easy. Totaler Craig. Good call. Ding, 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 Good ding, call. Ding, 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 ding. Please. Overlap, no. baby. Overlap. Dave. Didn't you hear me? Didn't I key in? Ding, 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 ding. Here we go. Overlap. Take it. Take it. Here we go. One, two, three. Do it. Mm. And that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the product we produce here. <laughs> See, what the funny, the funny thing is, when we came into this, we're like, Oh, the end of the list is going to be... Yeah, we're going to be fine. No, but the problem no, is, it's not just like these four drinks. I've been drinking like I drink every podcast and then taking shots. <laughs> that's right. And that's a bad idea. So, 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 so The overlap so, is backloaded on these lists. It's awesome. So to Taller Craig, uh, obviously it's 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 Axis Empires, Taller Craig combined with uh, Dicenso, the two sides. Um, great game. Great a world war campaign game we're playing it right now we're having a blast uh i think it's it it, it gives you some routes to walk through but it's not going to like like force you to down certain paths that's always mm -hmm. the concern um so there's a variety of paths you can follow and there's a lot of randomness so and in the end you have to just fight some fucking battles land battles now Currently, we're we're doing an ASC uh, campaign. We're are we entering 1939? Yeah, correct. Wrong? It's January, Feb. Right. Uh, so we're about to come in, and I think it's going pretty well. So we'll see. It is. It is. There's fighting basically just in China, Japan beating up a Chinese people. So and the. I like uh, it. Yeah, and the Austrians throwing garlands at my feet. Yes, yeah. yes, welcome. Yeah, so, welcome. So, so what I would say mister, is, mister. if you, if you want a a campaign game for World War Two that has a like a variety of paths that you can follow, but it's nice because they have cards, so you can look at the cards, and the cards kind of lead you down different trails. Uh, it's great. I think it's it's I've I've loved it since I've discovered it. When I first heard about it, I thought it was great, and so I don't know that I need to make 
too many more comments about it, but I think it's great. I think uh, especially the one thing I think is great about this system that is not done by any other system is that between uh, Tuller Creek and Dicensu, there is a, a seamless overlap. And you might think like, oh, that, that's going to kind of smooth out, like, because there's kind of a bounce effect on support units. Oh, I send for airplanes here, you send airplanes there, they all bounce back. Um, it works great. The system is really good. I love how it reflects the whole uh, World War II scenario. My only concern is that they're trying to change it. <laughs> so I don't know how the new system is going to work. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to make it more like, hey, every single ship is the ship. And then I feel like we're starting to fall into the uh, uh, world in flames. World in flames thing, right? Where it's like down, down in flames, ships in flames, destroyers in flames, cruisers in flames. Like we're just going to make every single ship out there. So that worries me. Because yeah, I think, I'm, I'm I think wondering it was really to what extent tight. those. I feel like it was really tight. And. I feel like they're starting to like hedge on that. I'm like, don't do it. Yeah, if it's optional, I'm hoping that that the shift Krieg or whatever it is uh, rules are optional. I'm hoping that the wild a historical or alternate historical Harry Turtle Dove stuff, where hey, look, communist Germany is attacking communist Russia. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that's optional. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm hoping in, that's optional. I'm telling you, in 2019, if you played this game. You could come in at at uh, Totala Creek, take a ship or an airplane, and put it over in uh, Dicenso, and they do the same thing. They have the same impact. So uh, it's hard. It's hard to manage these projects. I mean, these are projects, right? So it's like, and who are we? They don't listen to us. <laughs> I mean, should, I, should, just... I, should I pull? Thomas aside at game on next week and just say, hey, Thomas. I'm worried. I'm worried about the whole. I, I don't want the whole. I don't want us to become whiff where like every <clears throat> every upgraded destroyer has like some name and account. Yeah, name. you know, I'm like I said, I'm I'm hoping that that is purely optional because the game as it is, the beauty of it is one like OCS like. Uh, the fleet series. The rules are wonderfully constructed. It's very easy to understand them the way that they separate the core rules from the sort of event driven rules. Yeah, the is cards brilliant. do a good job. Right. Cards cards do a lot of work for you. You um you can in one box can it takes time to play the full war you know in the pre-war into war but in one box you have a monster game that is one that you can actually finish like so and, so so pete how do you feel about the game we're playing right now uh i so feel like we're I'm making, currently playing this game yeah we are currently we are currently doing the whole enchilada because you are you are soviet union on both maps i'm uh Axis in in Europe, uh, Medicine Man is the yeah, so Western tell, so allies. So tell me what's going on a little bit from your perspective. Uh, you know, 
out out on my map, you know, it's it's business as usual for 1939. I don't think there's been too much divergence aside from, I mean, like, so for example, you know, France is building up and they're sitting behind their Maginot line. Meanwhile, I've annexed, uh, I've had my little Anschluss moment. Yay. And we did our little victory parade of Panzer Austria, Panzers, Panzer, Panzer, Panzer ones, Panzer twos through the streets of Vienna. Da, 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 da. Okay, great. And you know, I've got my eye on the Sudetenland and everything else. Yes. Check, check, check. And France is slowly building up and sitting behind their mansion online. Um, you know, so business as usual there. Um, the one divergence that we've we've seen is that the Soviet Union, uh, even today with the, the uh, for the whom the bell tolls event, chose to burn some uh, some units Soviet units to send them over yep. to into Spain and flip a, a nationalist counter over I to did. a Republican control counter. Of course, so uh, Spain is actually looking like it could flip. To uh, Soviet influence, which would be very different. Yeah, so that's and and why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, and why wouldn't you? And that's fun. That's part of the fun of the game. It's like, oh well, in this reality, Spain actually went to the Republicans, and oh, Bulgaria said no way Germany would want any part of you. You know, those well, kinds of things well, can happen. You, in when you look at Spain uh, in our map, it looks pretty bad for the nationalists. Very bad. It looks terrible for them right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a great game, and uh, even when things are not going your way, I mean, there's always an event, a die roll, uh, something I guess, that I guess can we just flip that. We trust these guys, like we trust Tom. Thomas, Thomas is is aces. Thomas, right? He's going to do a good job. He's going to do a good job, and I'm I'm confident Thomas is going to give. Those of us who still want the original experience, a pathway to do that. He's that kind of guy. I don't think he's going to force massive changes down everybody's throat just because of, well, it's time to completely re-envision this game. It's like, no, it's time to do something fresh with this game. But if that doesn't interest you, stick with the original. I bet you that's what he does. All right. So now, Pete, we're on a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> What's your number three choice? My number three choice is Second Fleet. Nice. I knew nothing about the game, so I can't. Yeah, that, so that hit top three. That was that was easy. Top three were were relatively uh, top five. Even. Same so game talk about even. it. Talk about it. What have what have I not said on Jason's description of the game? <laughs> the it's yes, it's they're so good. Jason. And it's a good game. Buy it. So I haven't played Seventh Fleet, but there's something about Second Fleet that's just so perfect, mm -hmm. and I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. So kind so of the what, red, so red, can red, about red October. Can we talk about the difference between Second Fleet and other fleets? So the the fleet games, each fleet is what the U.S. Navy calls their fleets. So Seventh Fleet is the Pacific. Second Fleet is the kind of Northern Atlantic. Fifth Fleet, I think, is Mediterranean. Um, Indian, Indian Ocean. Yeah, Indian Ocean. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to adjust my rigid. <laughs> and by the way, if I was ever going to BRB, I think this is time for me to do it because you guys are getting all Navy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, 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 Dave doesn't really like Navy games. <clears throat> 
that, we'll that, change that. He's reading Little Canal right now. Yeah. For crying out loud. He was and telling me, he's like, these naval battles were insane. How did we l- not lose the war, Little Canal? He'll, he'll come around. And I don't think you, I mean, obviously, with this system, you couldn't do these games in World War II. But I don't think, like, that system or that, that type of game works right across all the fleets in anything other than a hypothetical World War Three, right? Could could you see that working anywhere else? Um, no. I mean, it's it's so built around. It's well, because it's it's somewhat modern. Yeah, it is. It is the ranges involved. Yeah, the reach. I, you know, the detection, the reach that you have with your detection capabilities. Like, I don't know that you yeah. can recreate Seventh Fleet and just use. You know, obviously, create uh, change the CRTs and the and the, the the assets and and put it in World War Two. I don't think that would work necessarily because you don't have. I don't know. I I I feel like the tactics are different between World War Two and and what the fleet games are doing. Yeah, you know, I put it this way: I can think of some other games that have. <clears throat> Um, detection <clears throat> mechanics that are more apt for uh, World War II. And uh, one example is a game that is a complete failure and absolutely boring. Uh, one that I should have otherwise loved, like the third child, uh, which is PQ-17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ralph and I gave that thing every last chance, but boy, it was dull. However, the detection mechanism that that game uses and the way there are degrees of detection um, works really well for World War II and particularly in that theater where it's just, hey, look, it's the Arctic Sea. The shit's murky. <laughs> you know, sure. You're not sure what yeah. you're looking at. Uh, and, and that that detection system that they do with the cards and such was, I thought, brilliant. Um, it's just too bad the game was a terrible bore. Yeah. Um, so I would look to something similar, something like that mechanism for World War II, where things were not as pinpoint accurate. We're using things like Huff Duff to find sure. German subs, yeah. versus you know, hey, we've got eyes in the sky up there, right. uh, we, you know, we know and exactly we've got AWACS are. and yep. shit. You know, yeah, it's different. So I think you're right. I think Fleet is more tuned to. Um, that the higher degree of, of confidence that you get with detection systems in, in the modern era. Do you have any? Or thoughts? that could be the schnapps talking. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on the the you know new additions coming out? I like lens flares, so count me in. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I'll probably depending on how they do it. I'll. I'll probably buy them. I'm waiting with bated breath. I, I would like. Correct. Them, I would hope they're, that they're good because I think Joe it's, Bukowski is at least involved. That's the saving grace, and that's that's. I'm still very much caveat emptor with it, but I'm forty sure. percent there, knowing that yeah. Joe's involved. Yeah, I think yeah, forty percent means that they're able to like rationalize because the one thing we should bring up about the system is that it evolved you know as we mentioned earlier the original game was 2d6 second fleet went to d10 D10, and then each iteration from there all the way up to third fleet 
they were changes and refinements. There are even people who are yeah, like, tweaking, oh, well, like, yeah, stats well, on the counters and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, if they rationalize the series uh, based on the latest and greatest, that would get my attention. Sure. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hi, Pete. That was All right. It's on to Jason's number. My number three is Liberty Roads. Nice. Where did you drink, drink that one? You talked about it. Where did you drink for it? But you okay. already talked about it. I think, I think the drinking might be over. And so we can... We can kind of coast into the sunset. Go here. freely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Weapons free. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, Liberty Rose for me is just such a great system. It's so playable. Um, you know, it plays by email really well. Uh, Doug and I played this a lot back in the day. Uh, just playing at the con last year with Doug, or excuse me, with Paul. Um, you know, people would come by, hey, you know, I haven't seen this play. I can't believe there's so few counters on the map. We got through probably three quarters of the campaign game in about six hours. Um, nice. Paul got to try some different landings. Um, I was playing the German suit, obviously. Um, this game for me just keeps on giving. And it's one of those games that the rules are so easy to rock that you can play it, you know, every couple years. You don't have to reread and, you know, redigest the rules. Everything makes sense that that CRT <clears throat> with the attacker results, the defender results, and the and the tactical results is so cool. Such a great system. Um, and then you know you can put your elite units on the line to to modify that tactical result. There's there's such a great game in like twelve pages of rules. You know a a, a like a sheet and a third of of a map. Um, it's playable in a day if you wanted to really put like nine hours into the campaign game. You could get through the whole thing, especially if nobody's drinking, unlike Paul and I. Um, <laughs> and, and and even just the play by email, like you know, having a game like this where you can play the that that U.S. invasion um, through kind of almost market garden in a in a system that's that's relatively light is is great um i i still haven't played victory roads and but but the liberty roads i just keep coming back to so i guess it's a series game but 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 really liberty roads is where it's at for me so great Jason, game is you, my number you, three you have, you have liberty roads at number three wow. yeah yeah i love it i love it um the fleet games maybe you know if, if we were to do this in two or three more years maybe those would flip-flop um Maybe Liberty Roads would fall, but I, coming off the high of AAC Con, um, I, I give Liberty Roads a ten. I, I love it, and that puts All us right. at Dave number two. All right, so number two, it's controversial. <laughs> I like it's it. Doing Federation Empire. Oh, I like it. I was waiting for it. I like I was it. For it. That's great a, why choice. is that controversial? That's great. Well, it's great game system. It's it's all encompassing and it's going to absorb everything. So it's hard to be a fan of the system without being like sucked into it. So it's good. I like that the, that the nerd shit still gets in. You know, we're we're such a hardcore 
I know. tried and true I know. wargaming podcast, I know. but we still let the nerd shit in. I love it. I don't. I would never think <laughs> it has. This would it be has a place. <laughs> it it does absolutely have place. has a place. You, also, here, is, look. I talked about ogre 15, earlier. We're good. Yeah. In my top fifteen, I still have Magic Realm. I was ready to. Nice. I was ready to bring nice. Magic Realm in. Not quite there, but ready. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely coming in. There's, there's gigantic things we need and, to do. And you and Ralph are playing like every week. Oh, right? and C-Rack. C-Rack's now in too. That's right. Yeah. And you guys are going a good 18 months, if not longer, on oh, this. God. I mean, so right? much. So much. It's so much stuff. So, so this it, it, it's it's bigger than any one award show. You gotta you gotta give a little nod. You gotta give a little nod to the to the listeners at home about the the combination of uh, just the fleet management that you have to do. Oh. That, that sounds that sounds boring. But I mean, just but the, the fleet construction I, I and talk, the way you're managing your 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 and E, right? I talk about it all the time on on the on the podcast. So I Has the definitive word been said? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> Dave, we don't have you. Sorry. I think his head hit the ass. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> it, it, it's, been, it's been dished out. Like, we've heard these things. Like, I've put out all these, these phrases and all these different... It, it's complicated. So... <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like love. Yeah, yeah, like so. Ralph. That's what it is. If you like want it. to get into, if you want to get into the big package, uh, Federation Empire, just go in and join. Hell yeah! Or let one of us know that you want to be somebody who really wants Come to monitor. Yeah, like like five thousand different transmissions through things. We'll we'll see how you do. I'll take it. I'll take it. Fed and Empire. No, you two. you get consumed by. Man, I don't I mean, know. You, what... you spend your Friday. Sitting there sweating out with the construction <laughs> and repairs. I see the and where you're going to be placing. Yeah, Dave's exactly. got his visor on. Yeah, I love <laughs> right. it. He's got a sleeve it. garter. Yeah, to go yeah. With it, right. Smoky basement. It's got the pipe in. I don't know what Dave's number one's going to be. That's interesting. Be mm. what's your number two before we get to that. Okay. Um, and uh, Dave, I'm going to qualify this one with I'm a ready to drink because I, I realize what I did here. My number two is squad leader. Oh, you cheater. Yeah, I'll take a drink. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think we lost Dave. I, I, I'm expecting, yeah, I was expecting leader. like yeah. <laughs> an fusion of rage <laughs> at the mention of that. David, are you with us? PBR Street Gang, this is Almighty. Week, 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 <laughs> week, week, week. I was waiting. I'm still drinking. That was a Hang fucking on. week call. No, I'll tell you wow. what. Wow, OG squad leader. Oh, okay. Mm. How's the schnapps um, treating you? Oh, so fine. <laughs> the schnapps are good, dude. The whiskey is <laughs> rough. You, oh, the said, no, the beauty of it is whiskey that... Whiskey is a harsh so mistress. Ugh. I'm, I'm no, doing you get fine. To, you get the, the, world, you get the, the apple with a pear finish. It's good. It's good. And you're not meant to sip schnapps. You're meant to knock it back. Well, That's you guys right. have all the nice fruits associated with yours. I have wild turkey. I'm drinking bourbon. There's no fruit. 
What fruit is associated? There's no turkey. <laughs> You're right. There's no turkey. Petey, Pete, tell us about squad leader. <laughs> okay. Squad, le- squad leader. Look, this is this is like me. This is my cat. Uh, this is my uh, world of Greyhawk move. Right. I'm going OG original. The one that started the shit. The one that lit the fire. The one that fucking sparked my imagination and solidified my place as a war gamer. Um, it's Tractor Works. It's Hill Six Twenty One. It's all oh, Lord, that shit. Where are we? I, I'm already asleep. Uh, there's <laughs> such a lack, Jesus. lack of passion in your life, Dave. Uh, uh, how does Ch- this not channel, sing to channel, your heart? Channel oh thirteen-year-old David. Um. Well, that that would lead to a lot of stress masturbation. So all right I'm now, sure. all right now, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I know what I know what PD's number one is now. So, so David, why why does why does the mention of Squad Leader bore you? The original, the original, like why? Like it's so long ago. It's done. It's never coming back. Why? Why bring it up? It's. Would you Would you speak that way about your grandfather? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> My grandfather is I, also. Dead. I look at this. I look at this. You I'd know, be like, like, let's let's put our heels on his grave while we shoot fireworks into the air. You know, there there are certain cultures that venerate their their elders. <clears throat> now, like, yeah. who cares about old stuff? Like, let's move on. No, it's it's not old. It's what it's what that game did for the hobby. It's what that game led to. That game led to what we did in Dallas, which was fucking amazing. That's why that's why the original squad that? leader is on there. What was what? That we did in Dallas. It was Red Frickin' Factories. But I'm not gonna yeah. put Red Fra- Factories on the list because this is this is the root of all that. This is this is the root of holy shit, I can't wait to play the Dinant you know, uh hassle that's coming out with Croy de Guerre. I I love the fact that I got to sit down with Newell over the Christmas break and blow up the post office at the railway station at the Seoul <laughs> the Seoul, the Seoul rail yard with uh, with an eight oh liter. I mean, come on, or eight plus one liter. It's hey, like can, God, all that all that okay. stems from here. Can we get all can we get back can here. we get back to a review show? We're doing reviews. We're doing reviews. Review. Review. This is the game that started it all. Reviews. This is the game that provided the basis for all these fantastic experiences that we have. Without oh. it, we, we would not have had Dallas. I like Done. It. I like it. I so, like it. So this is your review at one point in your time. And 10. yes, it is a move. This is number two. All right. No, I'm going to go for my number uh, two. I'm sorry, Pete. Pete, this is your number two? Hell yeah. Pete, that whole thing that you hold it, that the whole thing you did. That was your number two. Number two. Yep. Okay. Number two. My uh, number two. Vietnam, nineteen sixty-five, nineteen seventy-five. There you go. I, and, there you go. And it was I hard. Did. It was hard for me to put this at number two. Oh no, Jason! You I wanted. It, I wanted it nope. to be at number one. Nope. And and but but to Dave's point, right? It's so big and it's 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 hard to play. Um, but it's it's such a good game there's so much in there and and to think like you know it came out early was it 77 something like that like 
Yeah. For this model, for this system to be in place at, at that, at that juncture, um, just such a great game, Pete, you and I, we got, you know, we'll, we'll play Master White Wing. Dave and I had talked about playing play by email. I think both of us were, I oh, know we're going to play the whole thing. Okay. That's a big undertaking, but we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be alive for at least 30 more years so we, we can get through it. <laughs> um, yeah, 30 might be. Yeah, whatever. Well, we'll we can get through it. It's, it's, I don't know. It's such a good game. Um, you know, playing those search and destroy and, and, and patrol missions out. It's, it's so cool just kind of seeing, you know, it, again, it, it rewards good play, tells good stories. Um, absolutely great game. It's my number two. Dave, Dave, tell me what's your, what, what is your number one? My number one game. All time game. My number one all time game is Labatai de la <sighs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Wow. 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 That's it. That's it. So we're talking about a game that is a basic, like it came that I, like I learned to play like four years ago. Uh, but this game has also within it, it, it it's not only a, a titanic struggle between the French and the Russians over the invasion of Russia. It has Shevardino, which is a great learning scenario for players if they want to learn the game. Um, that's it. Wait, that's it? That's it. Oh, come on. Wow. Come on. I mean, wow. So you came, you, came, you came to this game just four I'm not, years I'm ago. Gonna, I'm not going to try to defend the Labatai system. No, 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 I mean, no. There's no, there's no and, defense. There's, 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 you said, you said you came to this four years ago yep. and how a game that entered your life four years ago is now your number one all time. All time. Why do you, why do you feel that way? Invade Russia. Huh. That Napoleonic shit, I just, I just don't get it. It's just not for me. That's fun. It's good. Yeah. Wow. Over Fed Empire that you play every week. Interesting. Oh yeah, no, I will. De I would defend Fed Empire way more than I would uh, Labatai, but I think it's a great game. It's great. If you if you're into Napoleonics, you want to invade Russia, go. That's the way to go. Go. Are you doing that solo mostly? I'm not, I'm not doing that at all. When's the last time you played? Oh, <laughs> I was just going to let like, I need to remember to not cut that silence out. We just need to let that sit there. <laughs> no, listener, that's not you losing your your yeah. Wi-Fi signal. That's that's actually dead air. D Dave, when did the Pete, Pete asked when you when you played it last? Scotty, Scotty, come in, <laughs> Scotty.
Pete, is that going to be the last? Is that going to be the thing we're going to evaluate guys on? Like, hey, when's no, the last no, time I'm just, I'm, there? No, I'm just we, curious. We want to know your feelings on this. I mean, this is number one. This is like a big, big deal. I, I really want to hear more from you on it. No, they're out there. Because looking nope. at your top five, I would have put this at five and kind of shifted everything else down. Nope. No. Wow. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Sticking by it. Yep. Sticking by it. Get it. Yeah. Al and Al and uh, Brad are going to be going to be glad to Labatai. Yeah, we'll see. Number okay. one. Good for them. I dig it. Petey, what do you got? My number one is uh, Total or Big Axis Empires. Mm. Yep. No question. No question. Um, wow. For Man, all I the get this game. So, Pete, yeah. when the Axis powers are in charge and they have the edge, who gets the modifier? Is it in their favor or against their favor? <laughs> it's all relative, Dave. <laughs> um, look, no. When you're doing, look it up you're doing the Dave, delay rolls, when the you're rule? doing the delay rolls and the axis and the axis are swinging, oh, you add that plus one to that delay roll onto the allied die roll. Oh, yeah. You push them back, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah. This, this game... The, the, I have the fond memory of Dave, you and I texting each other like schoolgirls on a Friday, ordering this and Dice Senso from Cool Stuff. <laughs> what is going on, Jason? Jason, what's going on? Oh my God! Sorry, Wait, Jason. I, I'm like, going to stop talking because can, can you guys catch that? Can you hear me? Noises. Tone. There's noises. My like, push to talk on. isn't working. It was your hiccup, and oh, I, I want to make right. my rose. Come on, come on, wait, come on, again, <laughs> again. Uh, I can't do it on command. My push talk isn't working. Yeah, for the record, Pete and I, we have done this, right? Where we've been fighting or arguing over what we're going to order. Oh, it's oh, we, that day. That day it was pure collusion, where it's like, oh, there's just copies of Dicenso left. Uh, I did something. I, I, Quick, I was, go, go. And you're like in the pickup line at the grade school. I was, there, I was there. That's right. That's right. That's fair. And that's and that's how it started. And that's how it started. And that and that same level of stupid giddy excitement is still with me when I play this game and when I see that it's finally my fucking turn in our guild game. And I really. I honestly hope that's what we do in Dallas this year. No, it's that, that's the best game. That you know we'll be at 1941 and we will swing that fuck bat and finish the war there in Dallas. It is it is one of the best gaming experiences that that I've had both online and definitely face to face. No no question. It's it's a complete game. Uh, it's it's a monster. Make a, you're not going to do it in the afternoon, but it is one that you can complete and that you should endeavor to complete. I got to get this game. That's all I was doing. I can't believe I still don't have it. You guys always talk so highly about it. Join us, man. It, yeah. You'll have a blast yeah, at the so table cool. with us. All the, you know, the, the strategic cards and and all that that kind of flavor and in such an easy, you know, not, not rules Chrome way. Just, just really speaks to me. That's cool. Number one. Shout out to Thomas Powell. If you're listening, buddy, I, I dig it.
Jason, what's your number one? And I'm surprised this isn't on Dave's list. This is this is really the game that started it for me, um, and it's still one that I can come back to. I'll play it at any time when anyone ever asks. Uh, Sekigahara, the unification of Japan. Wow. It's wow, almost perfect. Are you fucking serious? Sekigahara is your game. I've, wow. Are you are you gonna throw shade on Sekigahara? This no, game, I'm just saying. I'm just surprised. It's wonderful. It's so playable. You know, it plays in two hour, three hours. Um, the card mechanism. It's beautiful on the table. Um, you know, it, for me, it was a toss up between one and two between this and Vietnam. I gave this the the number one because it's so playable. I've played it so many times. I'll play it all the time. Like this, this could be a, a, a con staple for me. Um, I don't know. It's for me, it's just, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's not as heavy as Lava Tie or Axis Empires, but wow. you can throw it on the table. You get it set up. Anyone could play this game. Um, it's great. It's Japanese. Wow. Beer and pretzels. I love it. I don't. I don't like the scoffing. Can we have a raft that we set up <laughs> where you just play out there? Like, guys can float out there and they can like play with you on a raft. Yeah, you'll sit out there in a raft. Where's there? Whatever ocean, <laughs> like maybe Maui, Hawaii, whatever. You're out there. You're on. A, you're on. A, you're on the water. Does that mean I don't get to come to the con anymore? You're sitting out there, and the guys float up. And I don't, I don't understand what's happening. What are the logistics of this? Why, why have I been exiled for picking I'm not Sakigahara? sure how the game. This I'm is not the game sure you the like. Game. I love the game. Uh, you're sorry, vamping, it's not lava you're vamping very hard, like like easy, yeah, the easy side. But I'm like, hmm. yeah, it's a game. It is a game. Thanks, Dave. It's a game. It's a game that we've but, played but you're and had a lot of the fun. Fuse. You're blowing the fuse on the top side. <laughs> I put a I put a ten amp fuse into a into a twenty amp slot. As I was saying, I'm just it should, saying, it should like, be it, number one. It, it's a soft landing on, on one way, but it seems like you're blowing the fuse the other. No, way. I love this game. Should I pick Vietnam for my number one? No. Yes, you should have. Probably. I probably should <laughs> I like have. That. I probably should have. Jason, they're, they're, Jason, they're, you got to give you got to give us uh, some flavor for what it's like to play because the the two different clans are very different. Um, right. So, give, give us a little flavor. So it's it's an asymmetric uh, war, right? But there's there's not really differences between the two factions, really, from a current perspective. There's there's some slight differences in in how reinforcements work and kind of where you can pull things from, but. The, the, uh, each side has um, it's Tokugawa and uh, Ishida. Each side has their own deck, and the decks are stacked slightly differently. Um, and the suits of the cards are basically the clans are involved. Uh, so you're spending cards for movement actions to get around the board. You're kind of creating these small armies. Or wow. um, He's doing a great job. David, uh, <laughs> he's really doing a good job. You're creating these these armies to to then go do battle with. Uh, you spend cards during the battle to kind of bring troops in into the battle. Um, 
your opponent can challenge your loyalty uh, w with those with those clans and, and kind of try to bring those clans into their side for that battle. Um, it's such a, a, a tense, tight game. And really, it's <laughs> it's such a simple game. Um, but it but it's so replayable to me. Um, it's it's a game I can actually win, like the fleet games, which which speaks to me a lot because uh, I'm not very good at most games. Um, but but it has such a good flavor with not a lot of rules overhead. Um, the iconography, the, the the blocks on the map are just beautiful. The, yeah, the map gorgeous. board itself, um, and and literally duck for me this was the game that that really sparked my interest in wargaming um and really you know much much like some other things we've touched on here uh, dave stealing games from his from his teacher without without <laughs> sticking our this podcast hey, exists this and, is so and, i knew what he knew what he was doing <laughs> and and with vietnam and and Sikigahara, the the you know, I wouldn't be doing if be doing this if if it weren't for those games. <coughs> so this, I, I feel like I'm always going to have a soft I'm spot. Sitting, I heard. I'm still sitting in that little, little crowded social studies closet, like trying to grab that game, taking <laughs> <laughs> it in my backpack. And Sakigahara wasn't in that closet, yeah. but it's but it's at my number one. Yeah. And and uh, to revisit the the top of the show. Dave won the over under. Oh, did I? Yeah. You have said you been he, keeping track? I have. Dave said he had two with Pete and two with me, and uh, he has Liberty Roads in Vietnam with me, and OCS and Access Empires with Pete. I way overshot. I really, I really thought I had it with you, and, and I know I should ambush. I, I, I really it, thought that was going to. Looking be at there. this again, ambush should probably be my number seven and push everything back yeah yeah it, it took me a little while to figure out where ambush fell into the yeah. pantheon um yeah. but yeah down down in there is about right this is fun wow wow i'm spent this is fun i got i yeah <laughs> i'm glad pete but both of you thank you for not doing a shot per round because <laughs> although i've been i've been drinking consistently Same. so Same. you know Same. it's it's not a it's not a blind study but jesus hey, christ how about, how about at this point we just go to bed that's, do, not, a we, bad, that's we, not a bad idea all, we could all do a shot go to bed do a shot and then we'll decide tomorrow what we're going to do <laughs> i like i like that I like that. We'll reconvene tomorrow. Setting okay. sun, setting sun, rising sun. Mm -hmm. Staying with the Japanese, yeah. Japanese theme. I like it. That's good. All right. Do you want to? You want to set us off the haiku, Dave? Not to put you on the spot. No, I okay. will not do that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that was wrong of me to ask. I'm not gonna run that <laughs> I'm still waiting for an isolated hiccup so I can turn it into a ringtone. Oh, Come on, somebody, somebody. Oh, it hurts so bad too. I was on push attack. What are you gonna do? Well, gentlemen, hey, one one final final briefest mm. of notes. Briefest of notes. Uh, the uh, 2020 resolutions thread. Uh, shout out to everybody who's fucking working hard out there. 
There's a lot of people like who are making some big yeah. fucking changes, yeah. and you keep doing it and find something you love and something something that maybe you you haven't been doing for 20 years and start doing it again not masturbating but i mean yeah, really and like no an activity yeah. a pursuit you know or quitting tobacco whatever the fuck it is there's been so many things that people have been doing this this past year um fucking shout out to you it's outstanding Hell yeah. so to Pete's point we were, i i think Pete you, we were playing maybe mirror shades or something uh, probably about a year and a half ago at this point. And I, I told Pete, cause, cause we were on early. I said, I went to the gym for the first time in 12 and Pete was expecting like weeks. And I said, 12 years. <laughs> uh, and I'm, you know, I've stuck with it and feeling great, but it's, it's fucking hard, right? Like changing habits is hard. Um, we're here for you. So I, Pete, I, I like that. Shout out to everybody trying to do anything better. Yeah, because you'll be fucking happy when you do. Yeah. You really will. You really will. Even if it hurts, you'll be happy. Even it's if it's gonna you didn't... hurt at our age, it's gonna hurt anyway. So <laughs> oh, just realize yeah. that. Just make sure it's yeah. a good hurt as opposed to yeah. a hurt. So even if you don't get all the five star reviews on iTunes, just keep doing <laughs> whatever you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck the haters. Fuck the yeah, haters. That's right. That's right. David, David parting words. Bed. Yeah. Yeah, parting words before you go to Betty Bye. Uh, I'm going to sleep. Labatai. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Something, good night, in, something good luck. in French. Hey, if you guys are good, I love you. If not, fuck off. Fuck off. Go somewhere else. Right, fuck sorry. off, and right. I love you. So. If you're not worth my love, then fuck yourselves. But you guys, Dave, Pete, what? love you guys. Oh, yeah, we're the best. We're the cream. You, you, you guys, literally, are the best. And with Love that, you guys. Good night, Dave. I have, I have music for this. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. Are we have dueling music. D- sh- should I send it for approval? <laughs> no, don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not weird. Uh, I'm. I'm. It might curious. not be good. It's not. I'm boss. curious enough. Yeah, that's fine. All right, we'll be fine. All right, guys. All right, guys. Good night. Fantastic night. Later. Good night. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com.